The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-900-3393. Did you feel so inclined as to... uh, Get involved with the show. You can also tweet us at Pat Unleashed. As always, there's a lot of things uh, to get into today. Of course, war still sort of brewing in Syria. The president trying to backtrack from what, what he said about the, the missiles are coming soon. Here they come kind of thing to Russia said, well, we didn't say exactly when that's going to happen. Could be soon. Could be later. Yeah, they, they just don't know. So that's still a possibility. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he when he said in the next 24 to 48 hours, that was just the decision, not necessarily the action. Also, uh, as far as the, the FBI raid of attorney Michael Cohen's uh, house, office, and hotel room, the ACLU has jumped in on the side of the FBI. Wait, what? <laughs> they are so ridiculous. They are so worthless. They published an unfortunate and unnecessary opinion piece by legal director uh, David Cole. Cole's op-ed defends the FBI raid and uh, irresponsibly squanders their authority and brand by playing into the hands of the group's most cynical detractors. Uh, that's according to this article. Please, if if anybody knew... The origins of the ACLU, it was started by three communists, actual card-carrying communists. (laughs) They are not, they are not about civil rights. They're just not. They purport to be, they pretend to be. Sometimes they'll accidentally wind up on the the right side of an issue, but it's pretty rare. (laughs) It's pretty stinking rare. Cole began began by uh, pointing out that President Trump has a poor and non-existent understanding of attorney-client privilege. Which is fine and uh, might be true. I I don't know. But uh, the rest of what he had to say, while all the facts are not yet known publicly, all indications thus far are that the search was conducted pursuant to the rule of law and with sign-offs from Trump appointees. If this was... If this was Barack Obama's attorney, is that the side they would take? You know it isn't. There's absolutely no way on earth. Uh, So we'll get into that. Uh, Also, wow, just an anonymous congressman unloaded to Eric Erickson about the president. Now, supposedly this is a guy who goes on Fox News all the time defending the president, saying good things about him. When in reality, this two-faced, good-for-nothing just attacks him ruthlessly. Well, that's fine. If you don't like him, fine, whatever. And is this a Republican or Democrat? It's a Republican. Okay. But don't go on Fox News then and pretend to be his ally. Uh, So duplicitous, deceitful, and, and just disgusting. Just no matter what you think of the president. I mean, that's just disgusting. So we'll tell you what he had to say. Uh, also, 
Mike Pompeo, the CIA director, has said that the soft policy years for the United States of America are over, meaning we're going to take more action militarily. I'm not sure that's a good thing. Uh, war with Russia doesn't seem like the best of all possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, maybe I'm crazy, but that wouldn't be my first choice. Okay. But we got to tell you about this uh, vote in Louisiana. Oh. This was just yesterday, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there was a bill to outlaw sex with animals oh so they brought a bill up yeah to vote to outlaw sex <clears throat> with apparently animals. there were some loopholes in an existing law that people were using to have sex with animals is that right mm-hmm. so um senate voted on monday okay to pass the bill okay 25 to 10 i'm sorry what was so the there's there's ten legislators in Louisiana <laughs> that are like, yeah, let them have sex with animals, whatever. Do it. Eh, it's, <laughs> that's none of our business. <laughs> it's between the animal and its owner. All right. Yeah. Right. Oh. Or if he doesn't, you know, some something in the wild. Yeah. I mean, they're they're in the wild anyway. What you know? You ne- you never know when when. When an animal's going to cross your path and you just... And it's just that time. I don't know. That time. That's good. Gosh, that's amazing. What How do you have 20... 10 guys voting against having sex with animals? 25 to 10. Uh, that actually is a list, um, I think, on the next page over that, that shows you the names of the... Of the uh, guys. Of the guys. Or said... women. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, four of them, four of the legislators in Louisiana didn't vote. Oh, well, I mean, it's so controversial. I so mean, controversial. I mean, you can't pick which side you're going to be on in this one. Uh, <laughs> against Alario, Elaine, Claytor, Donahue, Fannin, Gaddy, Long, Mazel, Perry, and Reiser. I'd love to know what their <laughs> thought process was there. Anybody in Louisiana want to chime in on this one? It's incredible. It was this, I mean, was this a heavily debated issue in your state? Um, <sighs> Too controversial to say that people right. can't choose to have sex. Hey, who am I? You, you can't. Uh, uh, you can't legislate love. <laughs> so, or or apparently lust. I I don't know. Maybe it is an act of love. Maybe they they've fallen in love. Well, now this is this is this has got to go to the house. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I bet it'll be a nail biter over there. I mean. Good golly. How's this one going to go? What's the Has the governor weighed in on the uh, sex with animals bill? They actually, this, this, this bill came forward at the request of the Humane Society out of concern that the current law didn't cover some issues that the state is actually facing. Uh, there's, according to uh-huh. um, Senator J.P. Morrell, a uh-huh. Democrat from New Orleans, he said, you can find anything on the internet, unfortunately. There's a huge market, an unfortunate market, of trafficking animals for sex acts. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Wow. Where's Jeffy? Let's get him in here. No. So I Google. I Google because I wanted to know if the governor of Louisiana has spoken about this. I made the mistake of typing governor sex with animals. Mm. First thing comes up. Proud of my home state here. Georgia candidate for governor admits to bestiality. Uh, dated 2009, this story. So, um, Wow, that's something we missed, you. I think. I don't remember seeing that. Thank you, Georgia. All right. <clears throat> Current law outlaw, outlaws uh, crimes against nature. It's got to be a crime, though. Bans the unnatural carnal 
copulation by a human being with another of the same sex or opposite sex with an animal, the uh, the act between consenting adults portion has since mm. become outdated, obviously, and it isn't, isn't enforced, but the abuse of the animals remains linked to the provision, and that's what they were trying to stop. Huh. And apparently 10 people thought, nah, no, no, that's none of my we business. Keep, keep I this mean, thing going. Can't legislate love. So good. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if that is the excuse there. I'd, I'd like to hear from one of them, frankly. They'd never, I'm sure, talk to us about it, but that is sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get into somebody's relationship with their animal. You know that's that's personal. <laughs> that's uh, that's none of my business. Uh, I don't want to legislate that. Kind yeah, of I mean, thing. I don't want your morality in my uh, barnyard. How do we know the animals aren't excited about that? Uh, how do we know that they want this bill to pass? We none of them have testified before this committee. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Stay out of my pig pen. Jeez, <laughs> I I don't even. What a weird <sighs> weird world we live in <laughs> just really strange uh-huh <laughs> uh speaking of a strange world mm-hmm. we got to show you the uh keith ellison attack on um mulvaney yesterday when he was testifying uh over transparency now mulvaney has claimed that he's going to be really transparent in his job and uh keith ellison took exception to that <laughs> Take a look at this. Let me ask you a question. When you got to the CFPB, was the glass clear in your office? Yes, sir. Is it frosted now? Part of it is. <laughs> what? Is that your office up there on the screen? Yes, sir. So when somebody walks by your mm. office, they are obscured from seeing what you're doing. Um, yeah. yeah you know, they yes, are. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's I, the whole point, right? Added something. Yeah, no, it is that, the point. That'd be yeah. the point. And, and, and yet you are the champion of transparency, right? This is unbelievable. You're the one who's saying that you're the transparency mm-hmm. champion. Uh, you said, we're going to spend a little more time on things like accountability and transparency. You said that, right? Uh, you said a lot of things to that effect. I think one of the things you said as well is to uh, various agencies, various speeches you've given. Even today you talked about transparency, and yet you have obscured yourself. Got to be kidding me. Physically. And I find that to be ironic, sir. Do you? And it just just occurs to me that, uh, you know, that as we're talking about transparency and all that and how we got to be more accountable, Mm -hmm. and yet you're obscuring yourself. (laughs) Well, you also got your own VPN, right? My own what? VPN? I, I don't think so. Did I? Okay. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I guess a reporter out there will look into it. But my, 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 my point I, is I, that... I'm on the same email system, I think. But my email address is at CFPB. No, so you know what? The, same system. the point is, though, is that the point as is, you are describing how everyone else needs to be transparent, uh-huh. you are literally... Yeah, making glass. it more difficult for yourself to be seen. <laughs> oh, I, Mr. Oh. I don't no, know. No, no, and I and I think that no, I, I think it's legitimate to raise this issue. How many no. times have you seen no, a witness not. actually answer yes or no questions in this room? And I did it to Ms. Velasquez for ten. No, no, no. And let me tell you this, you know, I've seen you um, 
I've seen you really make yourself out to be some champion of transparency as you are obscuring yourself simultaneously. I think that's ironic. How much did it cost you? For in, you, to, you believe in How much did it cost for you to uh, put the frosting up there? Uh, Thirteen offices were frosted for a total of three thousand five hundred dollars. And I've just been informed, by the way, this is the original plan under Mr. Cordray's design for his office. Yeah, yeah. And yet, you're the one who did it, and not Mr. Cordray. And he'd been there for quite a while. How transparent is your door in your office, Mr. Ellison? You know what? Good I'm question. not a witness today. You are. That is unbelievable. I mean, that's <laughs> pathetic. This guy needs to be impeached. He is so bad. So bad. And just but stupid. <laughs> That is not the kind of transparency he's talking about, where you can see him in his office every minute of every day. And there it is at the Blaze TV. We got the there image up. I mean, you can, you can see- actually still see, you know, people in there. I mean, you talk about reaching for some sort of, oh, what you that's... think is a great point. Oh, I'm going to put him in his place, Mr. <laughs> transparency. He's actually frosted the glass on his office. Are you, s- I would have, I mean, that that's not even worthy of the United States Senate. No. Or or the Congress. And how many offices they said? Right. 13, Thirteen offices for, for thirty five hundred. That sounds like a bargain. Yeah, it does. Seriously, with tax dollars, of course. Wow. I mean, to have privacy is different than uh, the transparency of the office. You know, of the actual office, not his physical office. But the transparency he's talking about is that they're going to be upfront about what they're doing in the House Financial Services Committee. They're, they're going to be transparent what they're doing in the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. That's the CFPB he was talking about, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. He's going to be open and honest. That doesn't mean that you get to watch him every second he's in his office. Yeah, and he made the point, uh, Representative Ellison, right next to that office of mine is a conference room where it's just completely mm-hmm. unobscured glass where we hold meetings. I mean, just... Shut up. Ugh. Wow. Uh, Mr. Mulvaney, can people watch you when you go to the bathroom? Or do you go into one of the stalls? Uh, I find that ironic when you're talking about transparency. We should be able to see every act you do during the course of each and every day. How asinine is that? Sounds like a bill about to be debated in the state of Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, it does. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Well, uh, spring is in the air. It's actually uh, warmed up this week into the eighties, and so again, the pollen is everywhere, including inside your house, where the air can actually be a hundred times more polluted than the air outside because you got it all trapped in there. But there's one simple fix: replace your HVAC filter at filterby.com. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and for small businesses. They carry over 600 different sizes. And then if you've got something unusual, they can even custom make one for you. They ship it free within 24 hours. There is no downside to this at all. And when you buy from FilterBuy.com, you're supporting a great all-American business that manufactures completely everything here in America. You'll have a multitude of Merv options all the way up to hospital grade. So... Save 5% by setting up the auto delivery uh, feature. And then you never have to think about when it's time again because they show up at your door. And you know it's time. Save time, save money, and breathe better with FilterBuy.com. 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 Here's Brad Staggs. Yeah, and I'm here actually today to not only draw a parallel with what you were just speaking about, but also to plead my own personal mea culpa. 
Um, oh, no. Well, I don't like that. Do, do I sound like attorney-like so far? Uh, and it's all brought to you by uh, usewaxrx.com. Now, the parallel I would like to draw is that as a, as a filter is the, the filtering system for your HVAC system, so is the cookie dough. We're going to go back to our code words. Oh, cookie We're dough. Not, yeah, cause, because it is yeah. lunchtime. Cookie dough, not the <laughs> ear WAX word. I'm going to say. So the cookie dough in your ear yeah. actually acts as a filter. Huh. And if you just, the beauty of the human body is if you just leave it alone and let it do its thing, for the most part, it'll, you know, clean itself, do oh. all that. But we end up, you know, slamming those Q-tips in there and just Bad. jamming it all back there. Bad. And you've got a backup of cookie dough in your ear. <laughs> so there, there's my parallel. Cookie dough backup. Mea culpa, however, is that March 3rd was National Ear Day. Oh, no. And I let it slip by as I've now, I've never done that. Usually we put the big ear up in the front How? yard and light it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. How did you let I, it go? I don't know. You I get must busy. Have, I must have been busy thinking about other things. Life which catches up to you. It really does. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't celebrate National Ear Day on March 3rd, here's your chance to catch up <laughs> by going to use waxrx.com uh-huh. and ordering the three-step system. Remember, it's just squeeze, squirt, and rinse. Squeeze, squirt, squirt. Rinse, rinse got it for the cleanest ears on the block so there's my my uh, I've, I've drawn a parallel That's and good. a mea culpa and i'll just leave you with usewaxrx.com promo code radio pat gray unleashed returns after this on the blaze radio network to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, the Mark Zuckerberg grilling uh, by the Senate still making for some entertaining moments. Even though they mostly have no business putting uh, a private business owner through all of this. None of us like the fact that Facebook does some of the things they do. Like, listen in to us. I mean, the security breach, the privacy breach, it's it's not good. But we all signed up for it, right? In order to get on Facebook, you got to sign up for it. And you agree to their, whatever it is, 10,000-page user agreement. We don't have to do it. Uh, but we do. And so Congress has just decided, I guess, that they can stick their fat face into uh, the eternal internal affairs of Facebook and they can berate him and ask him about uh, clients. And I'm not a big Mark Zuckerberg fan. The guy's pretty liberal. But he is a private business owner and he doesn't have to answer to Congress on many of these things. As we pointed out yesterday, Ted Cruz actually tied it in to a U.S. law that allows him immunity of prosecution if something bad happens on his forum. But in order to have that immunity from prosecution and not be responsible for all the things that happen on Facebook from billions of websites, um, you, you have to be neutral. So that is the one place where I think one of these senators was actually onto something, and what a surprise, came from Ted Cruz. But here's a, here's a conglomeration of uh, 
the Facebook hearing that uh, just shows you um, what shape we're in as far as the U.S. Congress. Mr. Zuckerberg, I come in peace. Thank you for uh, being here. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Welcome, Mr. Zuckerberg. So, Senator Peters. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I want to thank you for being here today. Mr. Zuckerberg, thanks so much for being here. And Thank you for being here. I'm over here. Thanks. Um, um, do you know who Palantir is? I do. Some people have referred to them as uh, Stanford Analytica. Cranston, Rhode Island Analytica. Cam- uh, Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> really important. And my son, Charlie, who's 13, is dedicated to Instagram, so... He'd want to be sure I mention him. I'm a proud member of Facebook. Just got a post from my sister on this being National Sibling Day. So I've connected with four or five of my staff while I was giving you my undivided, or family undivided attention. Uh, I love a certain kind of chocolate. Well, you have the Facebook tab <laughs> open, and that new tab has a Facebook uh, you know, button on it. If I'm, email, if I'm emailing, emailing within WhatsApp, does that ever inform your advertisers? That if someone breaks into my apartment with a crowbar and they take my stuff, but is it ever really gone? From our systems, it from, is. From the cloud or wherever it, wherever it is. Data that's uh, tracking that's not necessarily <laughs> linked to Facebook, but linked to one some device they went through Facebook on. Is that right? Well, how do you sustain a business <laughs> model in which users don't pay for your service? Uh, Senator, we run ads. I see. There, there wow. are some impurities in the Facebook oh my gosh. punch bowl. <laughs> I assume impurities in the Facebook punch bowl. I love the Orrin Hatch. Yeah. You know, here's an 84-year-old guy. Probably has no idea Can he what leave? Facebook even does. Leave now. Well, you don't make people pay for your service. How do you make any money? Uh, advertising, Senator? I believe that's the whole mm. point of how I'm here Ad- today. Advertising, yeah. Because yeah. so. what we do is we collect data, mm-hmm. lots and lots of data, so, so that, that we, we can present it to advertisers right. yeah, and make money. I see. You know. I see. Okay. <laughs> that is, seriously, I, that's embarrassing. You know what this reminds me of <laughs> is when Congress hauled uh, Roger Clemens and Rafael Pamero in front wow. of them for the baseball steroid hearing. Yeah, that was right. Well, what, what was that about? What do you have? It's none of your business what baseball is, what these guys are doing, whether they took steroids or not. That's not your concern. They just wanted to have a famous person in front of them that they can talk to. <laughs> I mean, isn't it? like They're like little kids with a piece of candy. They're just impressed that Mark Zuckerberg, a multi-multi-billionaire, is there talking to them. And they have the right to ask him all these questions, whatever they want. It's the same thing with Clemens, Palmero. Uh, everybody during that era that they called before a, a committee hearing, it was worthless i mean congress has no business in major league baseball any more than they have any business in uh, facebook's uh goings on and and if you think about that hearing not only was the fact that it was occurring pointless and ridiculous but all of their answers were pointless and ridiculous no yeah remember mark mcguire's just like I- i'm not here to talk about the past i'm here to talk about the, the future 
So stupid. The whole Ooh. thing was just a Wait, complete waste. what? <laughs> well, you mean future steroid abuse that we don't know anything about yet? Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. And if I recall, that was on the eve, ironically enough, of of the Republicans losing the majority uh, back in 06. Probably. I'm going to look that up because, I mean, you should be... First of all, you're going to lose your power. That's that's a given. But maybe spend your time doing something important in the mm-hmm. meantime. Would be no. nice. Yeah. No. But but they don't. But they don't. Uh, Zuckerberg actually had something to, interesting to say about uh, Obama's team. Mm. This is fascinating. We'll share that with you coming up on The Blaze. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Uh, Diamond and Silk. Appeared on Glenn's show earlier today. Pretty entertaining. Uh, they they claim that uh, Zuckerberg lied to them, lied about them. Said they, they contacted them or their, their people and talked to them about how did what how did he phrase what happened to them? It was some sort of administrative error or something. It was some kind of error on the part of Facebook. They didn't mean to censor Diamond and Silk in their. Their pro-Trump stuff. They didn't mean to. It was just some sort of accident. Uh-huh. Uh, but they claim he never contacted him or anybody around him. On the other hand, Zuckerberg actually sort of called uh, Obama's digital team, the head of his digital team, a liar. Here's what happened. Cambridge and what they've done in the last campaign in 2008 and 2012, there was also a lot of this done. Uh, one of the lead digital uh, heads of the Obama campaign said recently, Facebook was surprised we were able to suck out the whole social graph, but they didn't stop us once they realized that was what we were doing. They came to office in the days following the election recruiting and were very candid that they allowed us to do things they wouldn't have allowed someone else to do because Mm. they were on our side. That's a direct quote from one of the heads of the Obama digital team. What, What would she mean by they facebook were on our side congressman we didn't allow the obama campaign to do anything that any developer on the platform wouldn't have otherwise been able to do so she was making an inaccurate statement Mm. in your point of view yes all right gentlemen appreciate the comments Uh, look forward to those answers you'll back the balance my time (laughs) so so they lied somebody somebody's lying somebody's lying i mean certainly zuckerberg's capable of lying too no um I'm pretty sure, yeah. You think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not not exactly above reproach. <laughs> I think it's quite possible. Um, all right, we we have we also have uh, some of what uh, Diamond and Silk ha- said that some of their response to the censorship going on with them. They deemed you as unsafe. If you could sit face to face with Mark Zuckerberg, I assume you would say yes that you'd want to do that. What would you say to him? 
I will let him know that we are not unsafe. We are not animals. Right. We are two black chicks that's down with politics, mm -hmm. that's patriotic, that loves our country, that loves our president, and that loves his agenda. That's right. That, and then I will tell him what measures he need to put in place so that everybody can be protected. Yeah. This is really an easy fix. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. I will say I somewhat disagree with the fact that, you know, we're going to dictate all this to Zuckerberg and his business, though. I mean, you can't do that. I guess they can, you know, they can be sort of um, monitored to the extent of are you neutral enough to receive the immunity that's been promised you by U.S. law? Other than that, it seems to me they can do pretty much whatever they want. It's their site. We we just, you know, we forget that sometimes. It's, it's their business. So if they want to make stupid decisions, they can. Usually stupid decisions result in some sort of bad consequence. That's how that's how the free market works. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We don't, you know, contrary to popular belief, we don't have to have Facebook. Somehow society, mankind somehow struggled through it for about five thousand nine hundred years. I'm so glad to hear you make that point. Yeah, it's, it, there was a time when we didn't have Facebook or Instagram, if you can imagine that kind of uh, ancient history. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We didn't have those things? How old were you in 2005? I mean, I can't I, I was, that far. I, I wasn't even born uh, yet. But so. see, we had less freedom then, right? Mm, no. Oh, mm -mm. no? No. So wait, did we have... Don't say it. I'm going to say more freedom. More freedom? Yeah. More in uh, 2005 than we do today. Okay. Yeah. yeah Even it, though there was no Facebook yet. Yeah. It's possible to uh, to live in a world without Facebook. It is. It's even possible to live in a world without cell phones. Mm. Hard to do? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is it, okay. Although I don't have any problem doing it. Because <laughs> right, I right. rarely have my cell phone with me. Oh, so you're not just ignoring me when I no. text you or no, I call you or whatever? You never just... pick the thing up during the course of the day. And I don't know if you're lying to everyone just to make me feel better, but mm -hmm. I appreciate it either way. Um, but yeah, is, has life been um, less convenient? Absolutely. Have we uh, gotten less done in the course of a day before cell phones or what have you? Absolutely. But the thing mm -hmm. is, it's not a constitutional right to A, have Facebook and B, have mm. it do and B, exactly what you want it to be. <clears throat> It's a private entity. Right. And the Congress, you cannot just give them an inch, give this government an inch, they will take 10 miles. You let them into one area, and it spreads like a fungus, and it's not good. That's why this is so dangerous, what he's uh, uh, trying to accomplish by going to Congress and and sort of bowing down before them and saying, yes, I, I understand we need regulation. It, it should be the right regulation, but we need... Reg well, they're not going to do the right <laughs> regulation. What's the matter with you? Have you not? Are you that naive still at 33 years old that you believe that Congress will show restraint when they start regulating your business? No way. No stinking way. So, I mean, he's an absolute buffoon for caving into this. He's just stupid. I, what do you think is going to happen here? What's, go, what's going to be the good outcome? 
Maybe because of the bad publicity he's received over these breaches of, pri- of privacy. Maybe he thinks he has to do this. Maybe he believes that to save his business, he's got to come to the uh, mountaintop and talk to the talk to the uh, all the elites about what they think he should be doing, and then he'll go back and consider your changes, and uh, and then everything will be fine. We'll smooth it over. Maybe that's his thought process. I don't know, but it's not going to be good for him. It's not going to be good for anybody when they start regulating the internet and and internet applications. It's, it's just not going to go well. When has it ever gone well? When government sticks their nose into private business, it's not good. And then you give an opening for the government to create a problem. Because remember, we have, we have successfully, for the past couple decades, kept the government out of the internet. Which is incredible. It has allowed it to flourish. Yeah. And so now we have one of the most powerful figures uh, of the internet and social media inviting them in? No way. If you think this ends well for anybody, you're wrong, Mark. It's insanity. Yeah. 888-900-3393. And uh, he's actually not one of the most admired people either. So maybe that's a little bit telling right now with the with the public relations nightmare he currently finds himself in a list came out yesterday of the most admired people in the world now if where was i you are on if you're if you're taking this poll who is the most admired person to you keith triple eight i'm gonna guarantee that you're not in the top 6.9 billion like, have you read every name? I've read them all. All 6.9 billion. Yeah, your name appears nowhere there. Well, did you control F, <laughs> Keith? Huh? I, I did, and it only went to 6,999,000. Uh-huh. So. But your name didn't Well, appear, that hurts, because so. I was fully anticipating that you had mm-hmm. a different answer to that. Okay. Uh, anyway, on this particular poll, Bill Gates tops the list for men. So the most admired man in the world is Bill Gates. <laughs> Mr. Population Control. Shut up. You know his father once headed up Planned Parenthood? Mm-hmm. I always forget uh, that. He's a huge advocate for population control. And apparently people love him. 9.9% of the people named him as uh, the most admired person in their lives. Whatever. At number two, Barack Obama. <laughs> that is sickening. It's gross. That's just nauseating. Third on the list, Jackie Chan. <laughs> so I'm guessing a lot of Asians took part in this poll because <laughs> yeah. it, no way in America does Jackie Chan cut, pop up number three. I'd tell you, I'd put him above the <clears throat> last ones you just read. At number four, get this, Xi Jinping, the guy who just became dictator for life in China, the fourth most admired person in the world. Jack Ma, again, heavy. Asian influence here. Jack Ma is an, a Chinese billionaire that nobody's ever heard of. He was number five. At number six, this boggles my mind. Vladimir Putin is the sixth most admired man in the world? Scary. That's frightening. At number seven is the Dalai Lama. Uh, number eight, Narendra Modi or Modi. Amitabh Bakchan. Oh, yeah, totally. Number nine. I'm I so mean, glad because if you were going to get How often have we through, talked about Amitabh? The, I, I don't know. That person, all guy, the time. Girl, 
I was going to say. Admired, uh, practically loved and revered mm-hmm. is uh, Amitabh. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, there's a name I understand. He's a soccer player. He's number 10. Lionel Messi, I think another soccer player, I'm going to say, is number 11. How did Warren Buffett become the 12th most admired person? Well, his secretary probably took part in this. Because, uh, you know, she makes so much more. He pays her more yeah. than he pays himself. <laughs> so I'd probably vote for him. Around here, we refer to Warren uh, Warren Buffett as Warren fat piece of crap. Uh-huh. Buffett. Tax me more, Buffett. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Beckham, number 13. A lot of soccer stars. Elon Musk. Yeah, I can understand that. Number yeah. 14. Michael Jordan. After all these years, Michael Jordan's still in the top 15. Then, and I think this says a little something about this particular... Keith. No, I said you weren't in the top. All right, we're just checking. 6.9 checking. billion. Uh, 16, Pope Francis. Huh. Usually the Pope would be top five. Uh-huh. Seems to me. Good point, yeah. Number 17, Donald Trump finally checks into the survey. Huh. At number 17, a man who used to be a reality star uh-huh. and is now president of the United States, Donald Trump. Uh, number 18, <laughs> Andy Lau. Don't know who that is. Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the uh, head of Turkey, is uh, number 19. <laughs> and Imran Khan. Oh, yeah. Number 20. Okay. Uh, I mean, I. how many times have we talked about Imran? I don't know. It's, hmm. Where's Bono? Not not in it. Which is kind of surprising. There's very few. There, like, there's nobody from Hollywood in there. Hmm. There is no music star, unless Imran Khan is a music star. I don't know who he is. How do you spell him? I-M-R-A-N, Khan, K-H-A-N. Uh, as far as women are concerned, no. Who would you say, if you had to guess, most admired woman in the world? Hold, hold mm. on. Before we get to the women, mm. Imran Khan. Mm-hmm. Don't act like you don't know that he is a Pakistani politician, former first-class cricketer, and philanthropist. Oh, the, yes, from I wasn't thinking sports yeah. like the cricket days. Yeah, yeah. But now he's in political office. <laughs> but I knew him. I don't. I. I didn't know of his cricket background. I totally knew him from his political background. Sure, in Pakistan. <laughs> Over in Pakistan. you follow that really I closely. I do. It's a, Pakistani I get a, politics have always kind of been a hobby for you. Yeah, I get a Google mm-hmm. News alert every day. Yeah. Uh, if it has the word Pakistan... And politics in it, and I get an alert. Ding! So how are the women looking? What do we got over there? Angelina Jolie, the most admired woman in the world. All right, whatever. Number two, Michelle Obama. So the Obamas, in both the men and the women, are the second most admired people in the world. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Oprah, of course. She's mm. always on this list. She's number three. Queen Elizabeth II, because she's so important and does so much. So much. Um uh, mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, number five. Who's that? Hillary Clinton. Never heard of her. Emma Watson. She's an actress, right? Yeah, yeah she was that's in Harry Potter. And- Hermione. Yeah. Uh, Malala Yousafzai is number seven. Okay. Followed by Angela Merkel, mm. Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. So the women get some some musicians in there. I think Taylor Swift deserves you know recognition uh, yeah. and respect. Uh, uh, she does a lot of cool things. Yeah. and. And if it's sincere, I think it's really cool. I think so. I think it is. If it's not just publicity stunts, then yeah. Madonna is in there at number 10. <laughs> wow. Wait, I'm surprised that enough people even know who she is anymore, quite frankly. 
I mean, she has just dropped off the face of the earth. Kind of seems like it, yeah. Um, now, at number 18 is Fan Bingbing. And oh, yeah, yeah. I think Fan deserves to be. Hold on. The whole Bingbing family, to me, should be in the top 10. Um, huh. Virtually the entire Bingbing family. A Chinese actress, yeah. by the way. Well, Fan Bingbing, Of course, you, you knew this. I'm of just, course. For the couple of people in Rio, right? Silly. Silly. <laughs> 888 uh, If you have thoughts on who the most admired person in the world is uh, to you, let me tell you about an awesome online school. If you've been struggling with what to do with your kids because you're fed up with the school systems that uh, you're in currently where they're just little indoctrination factories, there is a great alternative. It's called Freedom Project Academy. It's online. And they offer you a classical education. That's the way our founders learned. It's fully accredited. It's Judeo-Christian. As I said, classical. And it's all the way from kindergarten through high school. It's interactive. And the classes are live with live teachers and live classmates from around the country. Freedom Project Academy doesn't take any government funding, no grants, nothing, not a penny, so that they can teach your kids how to think, not what to think. Uh, I love that. You can enroll your kids full-time if you want, or just start with a single class. Whatever uh, fits what you want to do with your children and your budget. Go to freedomforschool.com, get your free information packet from the Freedom Project Academy. Enrollment ends in July Uh, But these classes fill up really fast because it's an awesome school. Freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Uh, Ransford in New York, you're on the Blaze. Good afternoon, Pat. Hey. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask you a question about um, suicide by ideology. And I'm not talking about radical Islam. I'm actually talking about uh, the right, you know, conservative Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we constantly have, you know, Companies like Google, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook undermine and attack, you know, right point of views. But we turn around and defend them and say, well, they are private business. They have the right to have those practices. It, are, you know, aren't we just digging our own grace at this point? And is there any solution that doesn't involve the government that you can recommend? Well, yeah, we I mean, participate in the debate. You know, if... Uh Appreciate the call, Ransford. It's good. It's a good question because you know we have to we have to look inside ourselves and see how committed we are to the principles we actually have. Is it hard to to own up to them sometimes? Yeah, but I believe that private businesses shouldn't be regulated by the government, and I think the non-government solution is that we participate in the debate. There, there's nothing that stops us from from starting our own Facebook or from, you know, competing on Facebook. I mean, you know, while their algorithms are supposedly shutting down certain... We just had a Facebook video that got 11 million views. 
10 million on Facebook. But I mean, you know, so you it can happen. You can you can get the point across and we can compete in the marketplace. It's just a matter of uh, is anybody going to listen to us? And how ugly is the rhetoric going to become before we reach across the aisle and sort of work together on this situation? I mean, this is the fallout of a free society, a free market. It is. I'm sorry. I'm not going to uh, force companies uh, as a government to, to bend to what I want so that my voice can be heard. These are private companies, and this is, what, mm-hmm. this is the pros and cons of a free society. A conservative needs to... Start a Facebook competitor. I know we you talked could. about that thing yesterday. You but, could. You know. And if you don't want immunity, then you could make it all right-leaning. Yeah. If you wanted to. Facebook Facebook does not do that. And in some cases, maybe they make it a little bit harder. But actually, Facebook has worked with us here at The Blaze uh, pretty reasonably, it seems. I mean, they, you know, Glenn went out and, and talked to Zuckerberg and a, a group of employees from Facebook and other Silicon Valley uh, executives. And, you know, they had a good discussion and uh, we were we were among those who uh, defended Zuckerberg from that meeting. I can't remember what the problem was with um, certain of the conservatives that were there were very offended. But Glenn didn't take it that way, I, I remember. Yeah, I don't remember. But anyway, Facebook doesn't have to do some of the things they do with conservatives. For such a liberal guy, uh, Zuckerberg is, I think he's trying to be somewhat fair. But the way in which we can do this without the government is to start our own thing, you know? The Blaze, for instance. CRTV, for instance, uh, the Daily Caller, um, Fox News. You know, we do have certain outlets that fight back against the preponderance of rhetoric from the left. And it, it's worked well enough. We do have a Republican Congress, and we have a Republican Senate, and we have a Republican in the White House. Now, and, that may all change in November. <laughs> and boy, we're reaping the benefits of that, too. Woo. It's a thing. Every day, the winning. Stop. <laughs> Can't take any more of this winning. <laughs> he did say it would be tiresome, and uh-huh. it kind of is. Sure is. Because is this what winning feels like? Worn out. Not sure I want to do it anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all right. Something interesting from Whoopi Goldberg. Here's another indication that yeah, you can say almost anything you want to if you're on the left. And you don't really get much feedback from it. You don't get a lot of fallout. Here's uh, Whoopi Goldberg on yeah, riots and how fun they are to watch. And if he does fire Mueller, I've said, Lindsey Graham has said it's political suicide. Yeah. I 100% think there would yeah. be, I think it would actually be rioting in Washington, D.C. I think it would be now at levels would be we haven't watch, seen. I have to say. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I think it would take levels uh, that we can't comprehend since the Nixon era. She has to say, that will be fun to watch. <laughs> what a stupid comment. And and the stupid audience applauding that. <laughs> yeah! Riots! 
That would be fun to watch. <laughs> That's great, Whoopi. What you said, that'd be so fun. What if somebody gets their skull cracked open in front of us? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah. What if people get shot by police and the police get shot back? Death, <laughs> That's death, fun. death. Hey, how about Ooh. looting and rioting and, and breaking store windows and pulling people out of their offices and, and beating them in the streets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun. Death, death. Yeah. Blood, blood. Yeah. Ugh. Who are these lemmings that go watch The View every day? That's embarrassing. They got nothing to do. They get free tickets. They go. <laughs> they're tourists. What reprehensible human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Riots are a riot, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed, uh, where we've got some tweets to share uh, from Trav. Uh, Congress to Zuckerberg, we lie, cheat, and steal daily with the power of the federal government behind us. We're still not as rich as you. What's your secret? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick in Detroit, what? Pat Gray isn't on the most admired list? Wow. Really good point. Leakage yeah. is alone. Oh, Should have yeah. put him in the top 20. Oh, totally. Really excellent point. Mm-hmm. And uh, from B.R. Lesper, <laughs> concerning the vote in Louisiana. Oh, yeah, where you can uh, no longer what? No longer have sex with animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that animals and humans can coexist peacefully and should be able to... to uh, Practice their love all across the country. <laughs> or at least in Louisiana. <laughs> oh, man. That. that is awesome. They're the best listeners. <laughs> uh, got this tweet from Rocky with an eye. Hey, this is Rocky from Banyan Hill. Okay. Uh, hey, it's Holocaust Remembrance Day today, and there's no Google Doodle honoring that. Mm. Same as it was when it was World Autism Awareness Day. Easter, World Down Syndrome Day. Hey, but it was Omar Sharif's birthday yesterday, and oh, there was a doodle for that. That's good. Got to honor and, and there was also a Google doodle for uh, Kale Sagal's 114th birthday. Of course, he's well known to all Americans oh, yeah. as the first Hindi film superstar. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's big in Hindi films. Okay. How many Hindi films uh, do you own? Do I own? There's, oh, gosh. You're, I knew you were going to ask me that. I don't know that I can answer that on the spotlight. Well, like I that. mean, when was the last time you counted them? There's just so many, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, like, that it's... 
And some of them, the problem is, some of them are on VCR, and oh. I, I don't have the player anymore. Well, and since I drives me nuts because I desperately want to see them. So, right. uh, is there I, anybody that can convert my KL Sagal's uh, Hindi films into a like a DVR fo- here, format? Here's my problem. I'm unable to answer your question. How many Hindi films do I have? Is that I'm on the uh, BMG uh, Hindi? You know, you pay a cent and you get six Hindi films a month, and so I haven't. <laughs> Taken stock in a while uh, to see yeah. my collection and what so it's So it's a lot to. like the Columbia Record Club Probably, years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, those are really good. Yeah. Um, they also celebrated Hungarian Elections Day. Oh, good. On April 8th. Yep. They sur- sur- they actually celebrated uh, Maria Felix's 104th birthday. Oh, yeah. Of course, we all know well, Maria Felix from all her stuff. And you had to... You know uh, that she felt great uh, celebrating, uh, you know, being that she's uh, mm-hmm. still around at 104. Oh, no, she's no, not. No, she's, she's not, not. been gone for quite a while. And of course, what she did when she was alive was... Well, she was a Mexican film icon. Obviously, don't act like you don't know this stuff off the I, top of no, your head. No, I just wanted you to say it. It's frustrating when you act like you don't know something when everybody Try knows Try to give you, you a chance to toot your own horn that you know these okay. things. Sure. They, uh, Armenian Mother's Day. Oh, well. Recognize that on April 7th. Got to, right? And Children's Day in Taiwan, April uh-huh. 4th. All those were celebrated. Yeah, that's a good day there. Jeez. You know, they ignore Veterans Day virtually mm-hmm. every year. They obviously ignore Easter. They might mention Christmas because Christmas is somewhat secular now. Uh, no, no. If you'll recall, Christmas in 2017 mm-hmm. featured a family of toucans carrying pies and presents. And it, did, <laughs> did it? it didn't say anything. It didn't say Merry Christmas. <laughs> it was just Pies these birds walking, holding. I'll find it. It's cute. Well, it's stupid at the same time. If there's one thing I associate with Christmas, mm-hmm. it's toucans carrying pie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not usually presents, but, you know, the pie thing is so representative of Christmas. Yep. Uh, with toucans. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. <laughs> It's just so uh, ridiculous. But again, it's another one of the instances where this is a private company they can do what they want you know if you don't if we don't like it we can use another search engine like you know lycos you know more uh wait that's still a thing alta vista or ask jeeves for instance ask jeeves anything he'll find it for you lycos thing is looking weak is lycos even still it's like a really it almost looks like a rudimentary like template or something like it looks like a full eight people worldwide is that use it is that a yearly stat Eight full people use it? A year. A year. Yeah. Okay. Eight, I didn't eight know if you meant... a year use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them in Bengal for some reason, but I, I don't know. It's popular yeah. there. And they're all doing these uh, searches for uh, Omar <laughs> Sharif, apparently. <laughs> oh. uh, actually, Bing was pushing really hard for a while. Terrible. That's Microsoft's, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So Bing was, was trying desperately... Yeah desperately to get up there with google and i've i tried it a few times because i they keep saying how much improved it is mm-hmm. mm, no no it's, it's really not yeah i agree I, and i i want to find something i want to use something i do too else. i'd love to but i, I can't find <laughs> one that just works anywhere near as well google is so good yeah it is Ugh. and it's so simple mm-hmm. you know they haven't changed really anything about it it's just a simple little thing you you enter a thing and yeah. there you're off yeah and and i'll tell you it's it's a one-stop shopping when i need all of my KL Seagal information, too. So that works out nicely. I love that because, mm-hmm. you know, we probably twice a month we do a uh, 
uh, Condaniel Segal yeah. uh, Film Festival. Uh, the it's family like, and I. Yeah, well, and, and, and uh, then you, you 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 Facebook Live it or something. It's uh it's like a bonus yeah. uh, Pat Gray stuff. Right. It's the KL Segal. Right. Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed uh, Movie Those are those are good times. Mm-hmm. Those are dang good times. Mm. And a lot of times during you know one of our Hindi films featuring KL Segal. Yeah. Uh, somebody will say, hey, what what was that movie he did back in 1947? Oh, it was 1947? And I'll say, no, he he died in 47, kids. Really? Look it up on Google. Yeah, that's your one-stop shop for all your KL Segal Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold information. On. I know you're talking about uh, the 1946 movie that featured KL Segal, mm-hmm. Shah Jahan. Right? Yes. That's the one? Yes, but that, I think that was his last movie. That's I, the one. Now, but, remember but wait correctly. a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I just remembered. You know how I'll loan you something and you'll borrow it and you won't mm-hmm. get to it and stuff? I just remembered. You own my copy of the 1938 mm-hmm. <laughs> KL Segal film, Darty Mata. I was hoping you wouldn't remember that. <laughs> I need it back and rewind. <laughs> rewind. Please be kind and rewind it when you. Well, we watched it so many times. The tape actually it out. wore through. Yeah. Darn it. Dang it. <laughs> Darn. Uh, so anyway, yes, it's ridiculous that Google does this. And they ignore so many typically American things, typically patriotic things. It is an American company, by the way. You could be a little more American centric, but no, no, no. Because that's not progressive enough for them. Um, so, again, what's the answer to that? You don't use Google. But good luck with that because there's nobody that's even close to them. Why can't conservatives do good search engines? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Good question. I think it is a good question. It's worth looking into. Is there something in the conservative ideology that blocks you from being able to create... <laughs> A decent search engine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we have more fun with uh, Zuckerberg's testimony because uh, Mar- uh, Representative Martha Blackburn mm-hmm. uh, talked to Zuckerberg saying that Facebook, their censoring means removing terrorist propaganda. She says uh, diamond and silk is not terrorism. Uh, here's, here's that exchange. Do you subjectively manipulate your algorithms to prioritize or censor speech? Congresswoman, we don't think about what we're doing as censoring speech. I think that there are, there are of course you don't look at it that way. Like terrorism that I think that we all agree we do not want to have on our service. So we build systems that can identify those yeah, with it. and can remove that content, and we're very proud of that work. Let me tell you something right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it, Diamond and Silk is not terrorism. I would have liked to see how he responded to that, because I, I didn't see that segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what he said to her? Is that when he said that it was a mistake, like an administrative mistake or something? I want to know if anyone uh, up there in Congress asked him if uh, his decision was race-based. <clears throat> Wouldn't that be interesting? Love it, but I don't think. Uh, that you know, if it, if this was a conservative, mm-hmm. that would be that would be the line of questioning. Uh, they would be saying to him, "It's interesting, isn't it, that Diamond and Silk are black women? Do you have something against uh, black? Are you are you racist, sir? You, that would have come up, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. 
Now, Representative uh, Kana from um, California told CNBC that there should be an Internet Bill of Rights similar to the general data regulation protections in Europe. Anytime our representatives start saying, well, in Europe, they have they have the general data regulation protect in Europe. In Europe, they, they've got this down. Uh, here's what she had to say. Uh, there are he members of senators and Congress who don't fully have a grasp on how social media works. And I think they weren't able to push back to get a firm commitment. In mm-hmm. Europe, we have uh, a regulatory framework in called Europe. the General Data Regulation Protections. Oh, we no. need a similar Internet Bill of Rights here Do in we? the United States that would give consumers access to data like they have access to their healthcare data or their credit data. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. How is it that the, that the internet has gotten to where it is today without all of this stuff? How is it that somehow, without the help of Congress, the internet has blossomed the way it has? Well, in Europe, Pat. Well, in Europe, they have something called the general data regulation. Yeah, have you seen what happened in the, with the internet? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Amazon? Yeah, in Europe, uh, eBay. Yeah, they just banned knives and screwdrivers. So right. Put that in your pipe. How have have all of these companies—Google, Facebook, Apple—all uh, of these companies that have used the internet freely—that become these incredible behemoths? Some of the biggest companies in the world now, without your protection, without your stupid internet bill, bill of rights, the internet has thrived without government regulation. Leave it alone. And see, the government likes to create problems and then fix them. Don't give them the end. Don't give them the opportunity to create more problems than they already have mm-hmm. through what, FCC mandates, and uh, can we please not give the government... Anything they do, I guarantee it will be very, very bad. Yeah. It will... It's not going to increase freedom. Let's put it that way. That's for sure. Uh, Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Glenn and Tanya started this company uh, years ago when they realized how hard it was uh, to find a really good real estate agent. Uh, And... They had a terrible experience trying to sell their home in Connecticut. took years. They lost a lot of money on it, and they just didn't want everybody else to have to go through that miserable experience. So they created a network of over 1,200 agents across America that fit these criteria. The experience, their marketing plans, what kind of character they have, and the results they've gotten for their clients in the past. Those are the barometers the team uses to make sure that the network's made up of only the best agents. They're also big fans of the show, and that makes it so that they have something in common with you. So if you're trying to sell your house, obviously, you want to get the most money out of it, and you want to sell it fast. When it sits on the market for a long time, you're almost forced to lower the price over and over and over again. Don't let that happen. Go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Maybe I missed something because I haven't watched every newscast over the last 24 hours, but I have seen not one story on what happened with the uh, kids' walkout yesterday on uh, 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 protesting abortion. The the pro-life walkout that was organized and... Uh, you remember the teacher in California who got suspended for a couple of days by telling the kids, look, this is, there's a double standard here, isn't there? How would they respond if, if you walked out, let's say, protesting abortion? And so they actually organized one. Not a word. I don't know if that means, does that mean nobody did? So you know, here's, here's what I'm able to piece together. When you do a search to see who, how many kids walked out or what have you, instead of the wall-to-wall coverage that the Parkland thing up in D.C. got, you have individual local stories. Like, here's Rockland High pro-life walkout, test school bias, you know? Then you've got um, uh, cathedral students join the pro-life walkout, and it's just, it's just a different... It's like some Pasadena City College students... So anyhow... It's just a bunch of individual localized uh, stories. There's not this mm-hmm. massive national, on even a rudimentary scale, um, national coverage of this at all. Yeah, just pathetic. Uh, I I'd, I'd love to know how many kids participated in this. I would love to know how many kids have avoided the indoctrination uh, and actually want babies to be born. Actually, don't don't want to kill babies. Now, supposedly, here's a story that says uh, 200 high schools are going to stage a walkout, but very little information on how many actually did. No numbers. Uh, This little Rockland uh, story that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like mostly parents and old people. I don't don't see any any children here. Well, look. um, About two dozen adults demonstrated for a pro-life viewpoint on the sidewalk in front of Rockland High School in Rockland. And that's where it, ha- that's where it started, right? I mean, yeah. That's out in California? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Again, the plan was yesterday to go out for 17 minutes. Uh, same amount of time the last protest went out o- over the gun control thing. When I think it should have been 60 million minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe that was a little too long. And they would have become old people in the meantime. Listen to this. But uh, one one minute for every baby that hasn't been born since 1973. Well, well, in in the promotion for this, they were talking about how yes, yeah, 17 people died tragically at Parkland High School, mm-hmm. but roughly 1,700 people die every day because of abortion. Yeah, right. So I mean, they're trying to correlate on both counts, that, but that's just America. Think about it worldwide. Oh. Just, just it's it's an unbelievable situation, and and uh, to get people to understand it is so difficult. For some reason, abortion is. I mean, it is. It's like it's almost a religion yeah. to the left. Yeah. Now the the adults that were protesting in front of Rockland, I don't. It doesn't look like they were joined by any students. I don't. I, maybe they did go out there. They had some signs, all lives matter. My mom was pro-life seven times. <laughs> uh, life begins at conception. Smile, your mom chose life. Uh, all true. 
uh, statements. But I, to, to find out whether the students actually participated is, uh, is very difficult. There's also some protests planned over pornographic and perverted sex ed. Children as young as five or six years old in government schools today learn about uh, self-gratification, gender confusion, homosexuality, and more. Not long after that, pornographic materials created by tax-funded abortion giant Planned Parenthood are used by government schools to promote sex, fornication, sadomasochism, and more to young kids. Now a group of outraged parents has had enough. And so, on April 23rd, 11 days from now, they're planning a sex ed sit-out to protest it all. Uh, According to the organizers on their website, we are sick of the sexualization of our children that takes place every day in the classrooms across our country. Taking a lesson from the uh, student-led protests about gun violence, the growing global alliance of parents is planning to pull children out of school for the whole day using the hashtag sex ed sit out. Mm. The parents plan to unite in locations across America and worldwide to hold press conferences against the perversion and gender bending pseudo education being pushed on our children. Wow. And when is that uh, That's supposed to be? April 23rd. Okay. Sex ed sit out. A week from Monday. Okay. April 23rd. Um, if we have too many more of these protests going on, though, nobody's going to go to school anymore. Which wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, these are public <laughs> yeah. schools for the most part. <laughs> and, uh, probably you know, true. I don't know that I want my kids in there anyway. <laughs> just saying. There's some alternatives. Uh, we just talked about one. And it's, uh, you know, it is... Um, it's Project Freedom Academy. Project Freedom Academy is is one great alternative. Let's see, Freedom Project. Uh, Freedom Project Academy. And so I'm I'm trying to get the website because it's fpeusa.org, as so in Freedom Project Academy. Look F-P-E. into it and and send away for their free packet mm-hmm. and just take a look at it and see if it fits your budget and and your life because it's a good alternative if you don't want that kind of sex education for your kids. And, and I certainly don't. And it's broken up. Their website's so cool mm. because it's broken into, you know, different grades, um, uh, mm. classical curriculum, Judeo-Christian values, common core free. It's it's really cool. So check those that are, out. And those are all huge, mm-hmm. huge issues. Uh, 888-933-93. It may not matter, though, because, um, you know, we might not even make it. To the walk, the, the sex ed sit-in. What do you mean? Because on April 23rd, that's the same day, yeah. right? Yeah. The sun, moon, oh, no. and Jupiter oh, no. all align in the constellation Virgo. Oh, no. Which brings on, yeah. as you know, yeah. the start of the biblical rapture, according to the latest claims. So we got a date on that, huh? Yep. Okay, again. Conspiracy theorists say uh, also say the mysterious planet... Nibiru will appear in the sky. Wow, that's a spooky looking thing. The planet Blaze TV. Nibiru? Is that it right there? Yes, I mean, it's mysterious. I mean, when did that make an appearance? If it's just going to poof appear on April 23rd. Where'd that come from? I don't know. Maybe it's an artist. Oh, no. Look at that picture. Oh, no, Pat. It's going to slam right into the earth, Nibiru? Oh, boy. I hate when that happens. Golly. That's going to be an issue. Uh, That'll, you know, that would be a. Big story. <laughs> if 
on April 23rd, just a giant planet shows up and smashes into us. I, you, we might have heard something about that other mm. than this. I mean, well, you'll find out on April 23rd, won't we? The claim center on a passage, um, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 from the book of Revelation. Oh, goody. Which Revelation. states, yes. and a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed in the sun with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and crying out in the pain and agony of giving birth. Hmm. The woman in question, according to the theory... Okay, here we go. ...is Virgo. Virgo. Okay. Virgo. So, there you go. So, about 10 days... Put your pipe and smoke it. There you go. 11 days from the rapture. Hmm. So... I now do actual... Uh, Rapture believing Christians believe this, or is this just conspiracy stuff? Well, regardless, I'm going to go and uh, run up my credit card. Supposedly, Nibiru um, appear in the sky, followed by, oh, followed by, mm. once it appears, it'll be followed by the onset of World War Three. Oh, well. The that's... rise of the Antichrist. Okay. And seven years of tribulation. All seem very plausible today actually does <laughs> it actually do- oh, i would not right. be surprised by any of that what do you think a credit card interest rate that goes unpaid will be at the end of seven years six and a half million percent Let's see something like that okay well yeah. i'll just hide from the creditors for seven <laughs> years and we'll be good triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh we're gonna talk to jeffy coming up here in a second oh, are we chewing the fat oh right yeah. that's the end of the world right there right Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. And time for Chew of the Fat with Jeffy. Did you hear our last story? I did. It's scary, right? It is scary. And you know, Pat, seriously, uh, you said it would be a big story, but it's coming up. Right? I mean, the 23rd is just around I the know. corner. So Nibiru, you would think, would be visible <laughs> now unless it just magically appears. Oh, it's going to show up. It's moving so fast. You know, the next thing you know, it's there. There's a fast-moving planet that's shooting through our solar system. I would think we'd see that as well, but maybe not. I'm so sick of explaining <laughs> space stuff to you. I'm so sick of your denial of the space stuff. It's well, I don't deny that it's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's part of the problem, right? We do feel fine. I don't, you know, actually. We do I feel don't, fine. I don't I mean, feel fine. But look, no. this is this is a, a Christian numerologist. I don't <laughs> know that Gary the numbers guy would agree. 
Okay. Uh, it's possible that Gary would disagree that the lion of the tribe of Judah, marking mm-hmm. the rapture, yep, uh, is coming uh, on the twenty third. But I would say get ready. Maybe that. Maybe we've seen the footage from Russia uh, talking about the end of the world. Yep. Uh, yep. The third, uh, you know, you know, the nuclear war. That's not what they're talking about. Uh-huh. Did you say nuclear war? Oh. Is that what you just uttered? Here we go. Did you just yeah. utter the word nuclear? Okay. What do you want There's no such thing as nuclear war. It's nuclear. That's what I said. No. That's what I said. Nuclear. <laughs> That's what I said. All right, George Bush. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for That's that. That's what I said. I'll tell you what. I'll do this for you, Pat. All right. You're talking about nukes. Mm-hmm. That's better. You happy? Yeah. If you get right. if you can't say the word, you shorten it. <laughs> nukes? Yeah, I know. Nuclear. That's what I said. Yeah. It, it, it sends a chill down my spine every so single much. time. I know that's why I, I keep saying. Hate it. <laughs> uh, you know, I tell you one thing though. Uh, you know, you tried to pull one over on me uh, the last time that a big day like this happened, and so I'm hoping that you're pulling one over on me again, Keith Malinak, hmm? uh, because today is National Grilled Cheese Day. Mm. Oh yeah. So, so, so where's our grilled cheese? Uh, Jeffy ate it. No, uh, no, uh, that'd be incorrect. Okay. Uh, I'm waiting for it to yeah, arrive. You got crumbs on your chin. No, I, I don't. It's a normal day. You're right. No, I don't. These crumbs are not from a grilled macaroni grilled cheese sandwich. What are they? I want one? Though. What are they from? Macaroni and cheese. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> no, they're actually from my Big Mac. What? Where's the are you Big, a Big Mac, Mac fan? Where's our Big Mac? Because I know Pat, you've got you've got that McDonald's. You know, I'm not a fan. Kids meal mm-hmm. uh, toy collection. Yeah, but I this do. is even yeah. better that is they're it? coming out with the Big Mac Good. watch mm. uh, with the bin that looks like a Big Mac. Uh, it's mm. the celebrates 50 years of the Big Mac. Wow. And tell me that doesn't look Stupid. cool. Go ahead, tell me that doesn't look cool. Tell me that doesn't look cool. It doesn't no, look cool. I mean, tell me. Just you can't even say the words. Stupid. It you can doesn't even cool. utter the words. I think he's I just, done it multiple I, times. Uh, yes. the, the golden arches logo up front. Mm-hmm. The the branding at the back. The embroidered uh, BM 50th burger logo on the side. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. It's the BM. Yeah, the BM. That's what they're calling 50th it. 50th anniversary. Yeah, thank you. That's exactly what it is. And not only that. That comes in a really cool little tin. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Big Mac. Look at that little with the box that comes. Oh, tell me you don't want that. Don't want it. Tell me you I don't, don't want, want that. that. You can't. You can't tell you me know you don't what? want it. Because everybody want that. wants that. And they're also going to be offering Just. the Big Mac burger sauce as part of the drop. You'll be able to get that, too. Oh, the Thousand Island dressing? So you'll be able to get the Big Mac burger <laughs> you sauce. You can't get that anywhere. So tell no. me, between the watch and the sauce, tell me you don't want it. Limited edition. You can't. I don't want the it. Sauce. You can't. I mean, people I, I you don't just want it. can't tell me. I don't it's want it. He's been I, doing it most of can't even tell me. I don't want Massachusetts, it. do you like the little uh, the little uh, Nico wafers? Neko Nico wafers? The candies? The little multicolored candies? They're little wafers? These things right here up on the screen on Blaze Television? I'm going to say I'm not familiar with them. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. Really? Really. What kind of candy eater are you? I don't eat a lot of candy. That's not uh, my thing. Obviously. Ice cream is my thing. I know, but <laughs> so, you know, this is just candy. I'm Ice cream, I'm with you on that, but. Yeah. If you've been to any kind of Nico? candy dispensary. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they don't <laughs> do candy part of it. Anyway, they're getting ready. If I'm going to ingest calories like that, it's going to be something I really well, like. Well, I know, but these you are part I mean? of, you know, Halloween and kids yeah. parties and all that kind of stuff but yeah. and they've been open since uh 1847 wow 
Yeah, they could close down by May. Oh, no. Uh, it could be shutting the door. Oh, no. Uh, Not Nico Candies that I've never heard so of the closing Nico down fans, before I've ever tried it. The Nico fans it. went into a frenzy. Or of April 23rd. Went into a frenzy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sales spiked more than 50%. And so CandyStore.com, the uh, wholesaler, wow. said uh, panic buying still is not really going to help them out much. And one girl, uh, Katie Samuels, 23, a Florida resident. She's been eating these wafers since she was a child, like you, Pat. And uh, I, she offered to trade her 2003 Honda Accord for the stock. I thought that was nice of her. Yeah, it is nice of her. And the company thought it was nice, too. They declined the offer, but, hey, it was nice of her. To... <laughs> and she said, listen, I, I'm not, I don't have anything right now. All I could do was buy 48 rolls on my credit card. That's it. But she, uh, she did? She did buy 48 rolls on her credit card, which I thought was... You know, if you're, if you don't have a lot, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, let's say you have an old Honda Accord yeah. and you're living in Florida and Nico Wafers goes out of business, mm-hmm. maybe you don't need to purchase 48 <laughs> rolls. <laughs> maybe, you just, maybe you ought to just, you know, maybe buy one. Yeah. Just have a little remembrance snack. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy 48. It's kind of sad. But it's sad to see that candy go. And I really honestly can't believe you have never had that. I don't think so. Not familiar with it. Sorry. That lets me down. Hate to be such a disappointment I, well, to you because I, I try to make you proud. Uh, I know that. I try. I know that, and yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. So. I, I do. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's one but thing to be. It's not working. <laughs> it's one thing, Pat, to be a disappointment to just anyone. I know, but when but you've disappointed Jeffy, you've uh, really reached a new. Uh huh. It's an level. incredible low <laughs> mm-hmm. that most people can't descend to, but I. But managed. you do. I know. And I, I managed. Uh, you know. So. Oldest living man, how old is he? Besides me, at a couple hundred years. 112 uh, No, 112. Now. Is yeah, he's the oldest almost man. 113. The oldest living person is 117. Yeah. This, uh, this uh, Japanese mm-hmm. man, Mazoko Nanaka, mm-hmm. uh, 112 and 259 days, is now the oldest. Okay. So he's almost 113, because the guy that was the oldest, 113, he just passed away. Oh, darn it. I know. So we just had a story of an American yeah. who... Uh, what was the story we had on him? He just turned 112. The, uh, the veteran. Oh, yeah, the veteran. The was 111 veteran. or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was going to be 112 yeah. in a few days. But this guy And is, he was walking around. Yeah. He's got all his faculties. He's got his sight, his hearing. This he, guy has to be is still, in a, still in a wheelchair. Is in a wheelchair. But he eats, you know, he says he eats candies and jumps yeah. in the hot springs. And That's what know. this guy was saying. He drinks whiskey every day. Yeah. He, yeah, he does. Yeah, he doesn't do some kind of special diet. He just lives life. See, and that's where they get you. That That's where... Yeah, there's my man. Oh, right there, there he is. There he is, my man. Masako Nanaka. <laughs> I'm sorry. 112, 259. Nice he doesn't Masako look a day over 109. I, no, you can't <laughs> but I, I would have said a 1-9, 1-0-10, 1-10. The family like that. says that, uh, you know, the wheelchair, but he gets in the hot springs every day and eats uh, normal, and he just, you know, like, just... Everything's fine about him. He just yeah. has a tough time walking. I kind of want to take somebody like that. Barely doesn't have dentures. Yeah, take, take him to the carnival. The dental program in Japan. Yeah. Uh, it might <laughs> have been good. a little. Yeah. The, yeah but, but what if you took him? That'd be foolproof. Take, take somebody like that to the, uh, to the carnival and let the guy guess his age. I mean, you win every time. Yeah, you would. Hmm? Yeah, you would. No way would you ever guess 112. 112, almost 113. I mean, he's close. Again, he's going to make that. Oldest I, I go on him is 110. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no way you break 110. No way. Not at the carnival like that? No, no way. way. You know you're going to be wrong. You can't go over. Yeah. When you're making true. bids. I mean, we learned that from years ago with Bob Barker. Uh-huh. You can't Closest go over. without going over. Yeah, you just can't. Mm-hmm. I'm betting one. <laughs> He's one year old. 112 years old. 
that's that's old. And what the problem is is those guys. You know, they, they, there's something you know other than obviously other. There's something excellent about their genes and their lifestyle and mm-hmm. what they've done over their life all because that's what gets the people who, uh, you know, well those guys live to be 112. I could smoke too. Yeah. It's not going to get me. I'm going to live to be 112, too. That doesn't work for a lot of people. Very rare. Yeah, very rare. Sad. Hoping I'm one of them, I'll tell you that. I do do not. No, thank you. According to a new survey, and I I couldn't bring myself to open up the actual survey (laughs) uh, to uh, actually delve into the full set of numbers, but uh, it was released today uh, by the Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany. Uh, 41% of Americans don't know what Auschwitz was, including two-thirds of millennials. Approximately 22% of millennials had not heard of the Holocaust, and 41% of millennials thought two million or fewer Jews were murdered during the Holocaust. I stopped there. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Especially on, I mean, today is Holocaust Remembrance Day. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just sad that we've That's lost pathetic. the history It's, it's more that. than sad. It's, it's pathetic. I mean, what what are they learning in school? I don't know. What are you I, that's learning? a good question. If you don't know about the Holocaust, what are you learning? That's and, unbelievable. How do you prevent it? You know, never again means nothing when you're oh not my gosh. when you're at least not teaching the next generation how to that. Here's something we need to prevent, and we can't even talk about Nazism anymore. Can't no. even mention it for whatever reason. It's just too much to don't bring up Nazis because that. That could never happen again. Well, it well, will yeah. if we don't talk about it. Yeah, it will. It will if we don't I'll learn come to think from of it, it. It really ha- has uh, started to kick up again uh, throughout, uh, I don't know, Europe. Yeah, well, uh, all over again. United States of America, where 60 million babies have been killed since 1973. How about 1.2 billion worldwide aborted <laughs> since 1973? 1.2 billion. Is that not a Holocaust? It sure is. Of course it is. It sure is. It is. And it's just ignored. Yep. It's just ignored because oh, you have a right to do it with your body. Shut up. It's your body. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That the, What you're taking it's out your of your body, body is, is not part of your body. That's this whole separate person you with a whole a separate DNA. You, know, you made a decision. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, it, to me, it isn't that difficult of a choice, but I guess for many it is. But you made a choice to have uh, relations that cause the 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 exactly. pregnancy right the the yes. birth of a child in the vast majority of cases and yes. that choice uh, was it's not a surprise you Resulted knew you knew it could happen in a consequence you knew it could happen you 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 lost the happening yeah and now you want it to be okay just to you want to be able to have the the action without the result and yep. it's ridiculous yeah well, it's like you know um, it's like Obama said. When he talked about teaching his kids uh, values and principles, but I've got two daughters, nine year old, nine years old, and six years old. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach them first of all about values and morals. Okay, but, but if they make a mistake, mistake, yeah, then I don't want them punished with a baby. baby. With a baby, I don't, I don't want them punished with uh, an STD, STD at the age of sixteen. I don't want to punish with a baby. So I'm going to teach them principles and morals, but then I'm going to teach them there's no consequences. Right. To and, their actions. And isn't it funny that the STD. It's amazing. The accident of the STD comes after the accident of the baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they're both punishments. Right. Oh, my both gosh. Pun- equal both. punishments. In fact, it sounds like the baby was a bigger punishment than I the mean. STD because I mean. that was first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
He doesn't want to be punished with being a grandparent, I think, is also part of that. <laughs> Man. Mm. And, you know, you did the list of uh, most uh, the world's most admired people. Yeah. But, you know, if you go through that, if you look at that, uh, at that list, it also breaks it up into countries. Okay. So it changes a little bit, uh, which changes uh, here in the USA. Oh, you got America-specific? Yes. Okay. I'm interested in this. Number one. Number one. Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Oh, good gosh. So <laughs> gross. In the United States, he's most admired. Yeah, yes. Let's go across Barack, to Barack. I don't want him punished with a baby. Let's go across to uh, number, number one, one on the woman's side. Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama. <laughs> gross. Is Bill Gates second? Oh, uh, no. No. Uh, Bill Gates is fifth. Huh. Uh, number so two. It's really, the rest of the world that likes him so much. Not, yeah. Not us. Yeah. No, yeah. the world that um, he was okay with. Number six. Number six is The mm-hmm. Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, I love that. President way up, of the baby. Uh, Donald Trump is number two. Billy Graham. Is number two? Yeah. In America. Billy Graham okay. and the Pope. So the Pope is still up there in the top Obama? Five. Uh, Trump. Trump. Billy Graham. Billy Graham. The Pope. Pope. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Okay. So yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. That's USA. And uh, female is uh, Michelle Obama. Mm. Oprah. Ugh. Jeez. Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Good golly. Queen, Queen Elizabeth? Why would Americans <laughs> admire her? Someone because, on Twitter is asking. Because she's 100 years old now, and she's an old woman, and they like the... We, for some reason, we're fascinated <clears throat> with the royals. I, I, right? I, I mean, yes. I, I kind of am. I'm not. Someone wants to know um, Kim Kardashian. Where is she? Kardashian is not on this list in the U.S. Amazing. Good. Mm-hmm. At least there's that. Yeah, no. Okay, give not. me the list. Of, what's the top five of women? Where, where's that? Uh... Michelle Obama. Yeah. Oprah. Okay. Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton. Yes. Ellen DeGeneres. Oh. Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner on that Gosh. list of unmarried women? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. That's funny, but no. <laughs> so there's not a single conservative person in the no, top five. No. Is there anybody in the, on the whole list? Condoleezza Rice, maybe. Sort of, uh, yeah. Ruth Bader is right after Ellen. Oof. No. No. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is up there in the top ten. Oh, is 10. she really? Yeah, she's ahead of Melania. Nine and ten. Okay. Huckabee Sanders and, uh, and Melania. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. Nikki Haley. Hmm. Coming in at, Nikki Haley's, coming in at 12. She's good. great. She's great. Yeah, that is. She is powerful. Yeah. I mean, she's she great. could. But, you know, she's neck and neck with Elizabeth Warren. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's so, going to be a great presidential race when those two sure start is. off. It sure is. Angelina Jolie, Emma Watson, Ivanka. Merkel, we care about. Yeah, okay, so give Merkel. me the top ten of men now. It's it's right, Barack, uh, Obama, Trump, Trump, Billy Graham, Pope Francis, yeah. Bill Gates, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> really? Bernie Sanders. Oh, oh my God! Dalai Lama. <laughs> okay. Elon Musk. All right. Top ten. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> this is so good. No. I know. I know. Here's the white flag. But if I do you like, want to raise you it. can yeah, go in. I if you go it. into that, if you go into that study, I know. If you go into that study, it breaks it down. You can go to different countries and I, see what. I, yeah, what I like the country breakdown because the country breakdown the makes a lot more sense. We you, don't have Jack Ma right on right, that. Right. <laughs> and, and then Xi Jinping. 
Vladimir Putin. Uh, all in the top 10? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. It sure is. And I'll leave you with uh, uh, my uh, favorite uh, meme pick of the day from uh, my wife, actually. was fortunate enough to uh, capture this uh, picture. And, I, you know, we're hoping to hear from the National Geographic because seldom seen uh, in the wild, uh, mm. she caught the elusive mating ritual of the UPS trucks the other day. <laughs> Uh, and you don't see, I mean, she was, she, I mean, she's a professional photographer, right. so she was fortunate enough to get Woo. the picture. Uh, so we're hoping that National Geographic will give us some sort of a, some sort of award for that. <laughs> this is never seen in the wild. Seldom seen Seldom in the wild. Seldom seen. The Two ritual. UPS trucks in the mating ritual. Some of the, some of the responses were great because they were, <laughs> they, the responses were pictures of the smaller UPS trucks and the smaller <laughs> mail postal service trucks. It, it actually makes you wonder what they were transferring from one UPS truck to the other one. They had to back up like that. <laughs> oh. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about something that is admirable and incredibly worthy. And I hope, I hope you'll get involved in this because our yes. government is letting us down here, as they do so often. Yeah, no kidding. But I mean, this is inexcusable. Uh, our veterans are virtually forgotten, especially, especially when something happens and they pass to the next life if they commit suicide or die from whatever. No funeral costs are taken care of. Well, well, the VA will send you $26 up to 300 Up to 300 It's up to unbelievable. He claims that they, there's not one check that's been the same. Yeah. Isn't that's that amazing? Pathetic. So I don't even know how they determine that, uh, but it, it nowhere near covers funeral no. costs. Oh, my gosh. Nowhere near. I, I've mentioned a few times. I buried my mom last year. It, it, our The funeral cost is $15,000. Yeah. I mean, I, my mom's was probably pretty close to that. I'm, yeah. I'm, just the casket alone. Yeah. You know, walking the out of that casket alone, alone is, is four or five grand. You bet. You bet it is. And then you get the flowers, you know, the food. If you if you have food for people afterwards, all right. that stuff adds up. It doesn't come free. Nope, it doesn't. Average funeral is about 7000 And obviously, you can spend double that or more. So, uh, Troy Walker knew that nobody did anything for our vets. Um, and he had a battle buddy die from suicide and his wife was beside herself because she had no money to bury him they lose their benefits when that happens so if if they commit suicide you don't get life insurance and you lose your benefits Sad. it is heartbreaking so that's where we come in that's where troy came in making these beautiful flags and for like 125 dollars you can get one of these now if you can't afford that just make a donation on his site whatever you can afford. Go there now. Dogtagfurniture.com. Let's help support our veterans who have put their lives on their line, who have given the ultimate sacrifice for us. Uh, There's all kinds of great things on the website with the sales benefiting completely those who served. Troy doesn't get anything out of this except the satisfaction that he's helping out. He doesn't take a salary for doing this. It's it's incredible to me. Dogtagfurniture.com. That's dogtagfurniture.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze uh, Radio Network. Oh boy. Uh, earthquake.
strikes in the U.S. This is kind of weird because it hit California. Earthquakes hit California, Oklahoma, Texas, and Nebraska in quick succession. <laughs> oh, nice. And then we've got the end of the world beginning on uh, April 23rd. So is this a precursor to the end of the world? Is it the... It's the end of the world as we know it. I don't know. It's the end of the world as we know it. Could be. It's the end of the world as we know it. Sun, the moon, and Jupiter. I just, I don't feel fine, but it it may be the end of the world as we know it. The uh, rapture coming. And that can April be helpful, 23rd. actually, in mm. many respects. <clears throat> You'd almost welcome it at this point, right? It would actually make for a slow news day if that were to happen. If the, if a planet crashed into Earth, it would be a more tolerable day than the news cycle we currently enjoy. When you have 10 people in Louisiana voting to allow animal sex to continue, <laughs> um, you know, maybe it's time. It I don't know. Be. It might be. It might be time. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, eight <laughs> earthquakes rocked the U.S. in quick succession. All of this took place on Monday. Strongest of the earthquakes and also the most recent was in Perry, Oklahoma, when a 4.3 magnitude tremor hit. So they weren't big, fortunately. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of weird that it's they all... It's in weird places. You know, Texas, Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, California. I mean, we know. Well, never California get is the only one that's uh, right? yeah, right. <laughs> that's obviously the the place where that most often happens. Kansas, I think, is on that list, right? Is it? Oh, what? My goodness. This only says California, oh, okay. Oklahoma, Texas. My bad. And Nebraska, mm. not Kansas. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Big increase too in Antarctic snowfall. We're going to tell you about that. Just like uh, Al Gore predicted. Or wait, no. The opposite of what he's predicted. Coming up on The Blaze. Pat Gray. Only on The Blaze Radio Network. is here on the blaze radio network so why is the me too movement giving a total pass to hip-hop music why is hip-hop music perfectly fine Uh, using the b-word consistently calling women hoes consistently for the week of march 31st uh, eight of the top 20 songs in Billboard's R&B hip-hop chart were blatantly sexist and misogynistic. In these songs, women were portrayed as commodities or luxury goods, something to be owned or consumed, and of no more importance, really, than money, cars, liquor, or drugs. Um, in eight of the 20 songs, singers used the word, uh, the B word, a total of 55 times. 55 times with 15 blatant instances of women being treated as sex objects. Even Cardi B, who's a woman and a member, like a wannabe activist in the Me Too movement. She had a new top 20 song about dominating uh, B-words. 
and giving them drugs. New rap star Post Malone and Ty Dolla Sign. Man, I, I love me some Ty Dolla Sign. Don't you though? Oh, uh, wow. They rapped that they can take your B word and receive, you know, of course, sex from the hose. And Kendrick Lamar's King's Dog, which used the B word seven times, uh, grossly detailed oral sex. All of that's fine, though. Nobody's talking about this. <laughs> Nobody's saying, hey, uh, should there be a cultural change in the hip hop scene? No, that's fine. Nah. No, that's called immunity. <clears throat> Apparently, there is immunity. Uh, for these artists, because nobody's talking about it. I mean, and you read through this, and you can't even... I mean, it's so so blatant and so graphic. You you can't even read it on the air. They use this other uh, term, thought-thought, T-H-O-T. Uh, that's slang for slut or whore. Mm. It's condensed from the phrase, that hoe over there, T-H-O-T, thought Okay. As in, Boolin with a thought thought. She gonna give me top top. <laughs> All right. Now, that's not that's not a bad thing, I guess. Uh, that's perfectly fine. We can sing about that and glorify that, and nobody will say a word. Man, you just dropped some beats, and you didn't even need a turntable or any kind of... Synthesizer right? or anything. It's is getting real all up in here. Thought thought? Thought thought. Yeah, we're getting real. Hmm. All up in here. All up in here. So mm-hmm. all right. just know that, you know, this is uh we're keeping it real, yo. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. That's fun. That's good stuff there. Isn't it though? I mean Yeah. I, I just don't understand why it's okay. Yeah, you know, and it's so obvious in this culture. And then and then we're we're talking about some pretty subtle things that have been said to certain people. Yeah. That are being portrayed as if, you know, they're almost criminal offenses. Now there have been criminal offenses too, but a lot of this stuff isn't that we're talking about. And and when a contra- controversy like this breaks out, whether it's um, an innocuous comment that blows up into this huge deal for two weeks in the national scene, or something as obvious as this, what you're reading through these lyrics that get con- mm. get ignored completely by the bulk of society, it almost it feels like I'm on the outside of an inside joke. Like everybody knows, understands this whole thing as as this is the way it is. Don't you understand? Mm-hmm. And I feel so isolated. Like no, it, it doesn't. No, no. And that's the beauty of this audience and this network, and then mm-hmm. we point out um, what used to be known as common sense. Nope. Goodbye. I mean, when you go through these lyrics, it is it, it is staggering. I mean, the theme in just about all these songs, um, and I'm sure there's rap music that isn't like this, but it's all about gangbangers, sex, drugs, the B word, hoes. Uh, wow, it doesn't look like anything's changed in that scene at all. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Frank in South Carolina, you're on the blaze. Uh, hey Pat. Hey, hey Frank. Uh, listen, I just wanted to talk a couple things about the double standard. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Facebook, and of course, I don't like what they did to Diamond and Silk. 
that's a joke. We know why they're doing that to those two people. And if it was somebody else, if those women were for Obama or something, you, they would not stand for that Republican, nobody else. Right. They call that conservative for Trump. And they do have a right. It's private, even though I don't like it. But what about the cake the guy is forced against his kind, his own private business? He ends up losing it because he felt like he couldn't make a cake for a gay wedding, even though he would serve the gay people in his bakery, but he just didn't want to do that. And what happened there, that's a double standard. Isn't that a private business? Absolutely. Yes, and we fight hard against that, too. Um, Yeah, I I know you do. And I I thought about when you was talking about uh, the uh, Facebook thing a while ago, I said, yeah, this would be a good time to mention about the cake, how ridiculous it looked. Very. And uh, one other thing I had, too, about kind of like the double standard here is the March for Life not being covered. Those young people got out, and there was no coverage. And, you know, people did not take abortion serious enough. The thought came to me, and I know it sounds terrible, but it's real. People need to think about this. They kill the babies with scissors as they bring them out, right? Mm-hmm. Abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, and partial birth they, abortion, yeah. Right, partial birth. What if they did the partial birth abortion, and instead of using the scissors, they use a gun. Do you think people's attitude would change if you used a gun? They yeah. still just dead. But if you used a gun, I believe a lot more people say, oh, we can't do that. Hmm. Think about that. If you used a yeah. gun, all these gun people's against guns, maybe they would say, you can't use guns on babies either. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Frank. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, I mean, that's a really good point to bring up the bakers, you know, who have private businesses. And uh, religious sensibilities protected by the First Amendment it should be completely constitutionally protected. That they don't want to participate in a ceremony that they find objectionable to their religion. And yet, that's not the case. That's just not the case. The, the double standard absolutely exists. A double standard to, uh, you know, just like the rap music we were just talking about. There's, uh, and so, with these inconsistencies in society, uh, you, you wonder why conservatives are a little upset with the way things are in this country right now. And, and the kids that are coming up today, I mean, they, they are... What chance do they have? They have no chance. If you're a young black kid, and this is the music you listen to, and you're just bombarded with this all the time, what chance do you have? Are you not going to say those things and do those things? That's the music that you think is cool. Are you not going to emulate it? We have, uh, of course you are. We have set this generation up to fail from the get-go. Yeah, it's despicable. They are entering a world where there is no common sense, where there are conflicting messages everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not educated. They're just brainwashed. They're given participation trophies. They're told that they're great when they're not. <laughs> and it's 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 <laughs> fascinating and it's tragic all at the same time. It, it's no wonder why we are spiraling downward at the rate that we are. Yeah, it's it's despicable, and and we just continue to allow it. That's probably the worst part of it. And while Zuckerberg uh, spent all day yesterday. Uh, answering awkward questions about Facebook from his uh, booster seat. (laughs) Recode published a new poll showing which tech companies are trusted the least when it comes to handling your data. This won't come as any surprise, I think, at this particular point in in time. 
but Facebook was the least trusted. Hmm. Facebook, uh, least trusted tech company right now by a lot. The question was, which of the following companies do you trust the least with your personal information? And it's probably the company we use the most. Facebook? 56% of people said Facebook is the one they trust the least. Google was next. And people should be a little more suspicious about Google. 5%. So 56% to 5%. It's not even close. Of course, all the information right now, all the latest things that have come out have come out about Facebook. So that's probably why. Uber was next. Tied with Twitter at 3%. Snapchat at 2 Apple at 2%. Amazon at 2%. Then Microsoft, Lyft, Tesla, and Netflix. Hmm. Actually, Netflix didn't even register 1%. So people just are... We're not suspicious about Netflix. I'm sure they're not doing anything nefarious with no. any of the information they have on us. Don't even worry about that. Why would you even bring up Netflix? They're perfectly fine. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing how we continue, though, to frequent these sites and to give them the information that they want. We continue to use Facebook, and we continue to allow it in our homes, in our businesses, in our lives, everywhere. And we know that they've been doing things with our information that, that they shouldn't be doing. In some cases, they've, we've even been told they're listening to us in our homes and in our businesses, and then tailoring ads to fit the conversations we have. No, Pat, the guy said they're just listening to the ambiance around <laughs> you to figure out if you're We just want to know if you're home, having a party or not. Or, yeah, we're just trying to figure out, you are, know, you have, are you having fun? You, why, why do you have to figure out any of that? <laughs> you don't. Nice. So maybe don't listen at all, perhaps? Hmm. How would that be? Yeah, and, and you know, do you recall I was mocked a, a little bit around here when I said, why are these apps starting to ask if they can access my microphone and camera whenever they want to? No. Why? Yeah. Now it's just every app is just like, all right, we're, we can access all this, right? Okay. Yeah, I think you use it. I think you sign up for that on your user agreement. Every every app now. And it, it started with the first time I caught this was DirecTV was updating, saying, can we access at will your audio your microphone your camera um and if you want your phone to operate if you want these apps to work you either agree or you should uninstall them and go back to 1985 (laughs) right Mm. but i mean that's a legitimate option if you want any kind of privacy uh let me tell you about riduzone in in accordance with diet and exercise riduzone is an awesome way to lose weight and then keep it off It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that can be a healthy part of your weight loss program. It was launched by a local company who took the good stuff in olive oil and they created this patented product that contains OEA. OEA boosts your metabolism and reduces your appetite. So it also can help you burn fat as well. With proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone can help you lose weight and... Even more difficult, it helps you keep it off. Uh, You probably know, we've mentioned many times, Sarah Gonzalez, who hosts the news and why it matters, 
lost over 100 pounds like 10 or 12 years ago, but she still struggles with cravings, as we all do. So she takes Riduzone during the course of the day and says it helps her keep her appetite under control. And she's not thinking about food all day. Go to Riduzone.com and enter the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Riduzone.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Speaking of privacy, producer Neil was just telling us he was singing a three day grace, three days grace song today and then went to Spotify. And the first thing he saw on it was a three days grace channel, which you hadn't searched for or created yourself. Right. Mm. That's unbelievable. Mm. I mean, if Spotify is listening to us, too. uh <laughs> I think this is a problem. I think this game is over. <laughs> and you use Facebook to log in. Okay, so face. So would it be Facebook that... That's amazing. Facebook. Holy huh? crap. Blaming so Facebook. I wonder if they share information. I mean, don't all of these apps share? They must. I mean... Yeah. Wow. Like, in other words, check your user agreement. We have permission to read your Facebook account. I, I guarantee it's in there. Or read your social media accounts or, or read other apps or whatever, however it's worded. Well, whoever the congressman or senator was that came out with the user agreement from Facebook, I mean, that thing was literally yeah. three feet thick. And it was humongous. Now, as printed it out. absurd as that absolutely is, we are still checking that box. We are agreeing to it, in essence. Oh, it's our fault. Yeah, it's absolutely our fault. That we've let all of this stuff happen. I remember before all these social networks and the proliferation of the things that we now enjoy. In like 2001 in Houston, when we would talk about uh, privacy and the, uh, uh, the toll tags. Yeah, because the toll tags are keeping track of where you are. Yep. And a lot of Houstonians, a lot of Texans have problems with the toll tags because they are they know where you are all the time. The other thing that we were talking about at the time was the uh, OnStar system. Because mm-hmm. what are they? Are they listening to you? Can they listen to you in your car when you're having private conversations? Well, how much more pervasive are things today? I mean, people were complaining about OnStar, and I won't, I won't get OnStar, and I won't have a toll tag. But now we've invited all of this stuff into our lives. Facebook and Spotify and Apple iTunes and everything that we access every day also wants access to our, our microphones and our cameras a lot of times. Yeah, with the toll tags and the traffic cameras and all that oh. fun stuff. That used to be just, oh my goodness. And the, I whined and moaned about, about the cameras. Right, and it's like, okay, so no, no, they know where I am at any mm-hmm. time. Man, we are light years away from just worrying about 
them knowing where we're at. Now they know basically what you're thinking and what you want, and they're going to give it to you. And um, just um, how do you you don't put this genie back in the bottle? It's it's only going to get worse. So I don't think there's any doubt of that. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no doubt that it's going to get a lot worse. And we were always one, you know, we were always worried about the 1984 scenario Mm -hmm. with Big Brother watching everything we do. Well, I mean, is it better that companies are doing that? I guess so, but only marginally (laughs) because those companies can also provide that access to the government. I don't know if we're even agreeing to that in the user user uh, <laughs> agreements that we sign. Mm. Click here if you agree to all this stuff to ten thousand pages uh, of of disclaimers of things that you're agreeing to. Okay, because yeah. I just want to get on your stupid app. Right, right. We are more concerned. At least I am speaking for myself now. More concerned with, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Am I connected to Wi-Fi before I download this app? As opposed to, it's going to spy on me. I'm much more concerned how much data it's going to use to put it on my phone than what it's going to do to me once it gets on there. You talk about a genie being out of the bottle. I don't, we don't even think about this stuff anymore. And I, and I remember it was probably around the late 90s, early 2000s, when the proliferation of these intersection cameras came to be and the traffic cameras and they're everywhere now yeah they're every they're at every intersection and then in businesses when you go into a business you're being watched every single minute of of the day and uh and that used to be a problem for me i i didn't i I hated that and we talked about it and we whined about it but now I don't even think about the toll tag thing. I don't even think about it. I don't even think about the cameras in, in, in the intersection. We've become so used to it. It's all so pervasive in our society. You're right. There's just no turning back here. I, I don't know how you would ever get your privacy back. And if things ever get ugly, uh, we're done. Wait, get We're toast. If we ever have an oppressive government, we are absolutely done. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know we are we have this ground is so fertile for exactly that a totalitarian regime uh, to have complete access to everything, and um, it's going to be a fun ride, huh, y'all? But we don't have to worry about it till April twenty third, Pat, when the world right. Yeah, then so, that's true. So just, just you know, hang in there. Let's coast for eleven days, and uh, we'll so see surely the, the government's not going to come to get us in the next eleven days. Surely not. But man, if they ever turned on us, uh, they would. We, there'd be nowhere to hide. You think that? Um, what was that Will Smith movie called? Uh, something of the state, enemy of the state. Uh, you thought the technology in that because they could see you with satellites and they could zoom in on you and they could see a license plate from space and all that stuff. <laughs> they don't need any of that anymore. <laughs> they just ping your cell phone and we, they know exactly where where you are. We are every minute of every we day. We are carrying around GPS locations. We are carrying around. Every one of us is just got the tracker on us now. Yeah. So if they ever decide that you did something wrong that you don't think you did but you did to them. You know, because you always hear, well, I don't care. I ain't doing nothing wrong. 
I ain't doing nothing wrong. I don't care what they're listening to. You can't even define wrong anymore. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I don't care what they see me do in my bedroom. That's none of that. I, don't, I ain't doing nothing wrong. That sounds exciting. Well, that's, you know, that's not, it's not you that decides that. Mm-hmm. When the government goes bad and they decide you've done something wrong, then there's nowhere to hide. I mean, there is nowhere to hide. They know everything you do, everything everywhere you go, everything you say. They probably know what you're thinking right now. Um, do they know about every move you make? And every breath you take. Mm-hmm. They'll be watching you. I mean, like that police song wasn't creepy enough. <laughs> it's a lot creepier now, uh, 34 years later, when it's really happening. <laughs> every breath you take. Every move you make, they'll be watching you. Sting won't be, but somebody is. Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Tim Cook, um, the head of Google, whoever that is, used to be Schmidt. I think he moved on. Or or just some low-level employee at Twitter that's uh, monitoring direct messages, and uh, we've talked about right. this a few weeks ago. There was a guy who was right. like, yeah, we, t- we totally read those. It's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Good, good to know. All right. Yeah, so I mean, really it, good to it's know. just uh, we're done. Well, because and and again, we let it happen. I think that when people read 1984 and thought of you know a scary, oppressive state, maybe they thought that we would see this all coming. Maybe they thought the government would say, "Hey, we're going to put cameras in in every one of your rooms and all that, and we, whether you like it or not, we're going to do this." No. We invited it all in mm-hmm. because of convenience and because of entertainment and because we wanted to. So we invited all of that into our lives. Never saw that coming. Never saw that coming. Tell you though, man, boy, that Google Maps, isn't that helpful? The turn by turn and stuff. And, you know, they tell you when roads are closed and the traffic. And oh my gosh, it just turned I couldn't from function without it. Green to yellow to mm-hmm. red now. Oh my goodness, find an alternate route. Oh, it's going to find one for me. Yay! And seriously, 10 years ago, what? What was GPS? Uh, and seriously, just the rudimentary GPS that we have in our cars. Yeah. And now it's <clears throat> just now it's real so time. Convenient. Yeah, it's it's it is awesome. It is awesome. Which goes back. Everything stays great. Which goes back to my point. You don't get this genie back in the bottle. No, it's only going to get worse from here. A lot worse. Anyway, have a good afternoon, (laughs) y'all. A half an hour left. Happy Happy Thursday. Going to cheer it up with some budget talk coming up. Yeah, we might. Because there's nothing cheerier than the budget. Uh, it's more cheery than talking about what mm. Google's doing, right? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network. They brought me this 
Do we have this for TV? Oh, dang it. I don't even know what it okay, is. Okay, we just printed this up. Let me go it's... hold it up. I can do my high-tech camera. <laughs> they they hate thing. it when we do that. Yeah. Uh, but can you... Yeah, I'll do this. Scott, I you forget. see that? No, give me that? No, you can't see that. So put it up to the I camera. i look at it first, though. It's, it's funny. And then we'll read it after... Uh... Okay? So you see... It's working out great, right, in the nineteen In Woo! the 1960s, there's a woman holding a an old-style telephone. And it says... At the top, it says, people in the 60s, I better not say that or the government will wiretap my house. And then underneath, people today, hey, wiretap, do you have a recipe for pancakes? (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Because isn't that essentially what the Amazon thing is? I won't say it, so it doesn't set off your unit. But um, (laughs) and there's a lot of different ways you could go with it. I won't set off your unit. Uh, but um, I won't go there. Uh, hey, Wiretap, do you have a recipe for camp pancakes? I love that. That I mean, that's how bad it is. <laughs> that's how bad it is. And we wired it up ourselves. It's genius. If this was a plot uh, to infiltrate every single American home, uh, it was a really good one, and it worked. So congratulations on that. Hmm. Also, Chinese spies are engaged in massive theft of U.S. technology. That's another fun story. China is engaged in large-scale theft of American research and technology from universities using spies, students, and researchers as collectors. Compounding the technology theft, the administration of Barack Obama weakened U.S. counterintelligence efforts against foreign spies, by curbing uh, national level, level counter-spy efforts. Well, good. A uh, former counterintelligence official disclosed during a House hearing. Why would you want to have counter-spying efforts? Why would you? Uh, so 1950s. Yeah. You just don't want to do that, right? 1980s called. <clears throat> they, want their, they want their spies back. Mm. That was a funny one from Barack Obama when he said it, because Russia, man, that's not a problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. Oh, golly. Mm-hmm. Along with Russian intelligence agents, Chinese technology spies have developed specific lists of technology for theft. Beijing uses clandestine agents, front companies, and joint research ventures in the theft program. Isn't this great? I bet those are taxpayer-funded research ventures, too. Yeah, it's another thing we've just invited into our lives in American society. We are so stupid. So stupid. Seriously, we just have opened ourselves up to all of this stuff. China is infiltrating American universities by funding, this is so brilliant, (laughs) language and cultural centers called Confucius Institutes. Have you heard about these? They're all over the place. Genius. It's brilliant. These Confucius Institutes are, all they are is a cover for technology theft. About a hundred of these institutes are operating on American campuses and using their funding as part of soft power efforts in the United States. So they get funded by the university while they're stealing from us. That's a a good plan right there. It's honestly, it's a great plan. You have to almost admire it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you gotta go. Okay, my hat's off to you. I mean, that's we're so stupid. We've allowed all this stuff. China is also using. Don't worry about this. 
Some 350,000 Chinese students in the U.S. for intelligence work. Is that a lot? Well, it's more than 349,000. Mm-hmm. Oh. But it's less than 10 million. So, and they're just, uh, no, it's not that many. They're just over here, what, on student I visas? Mean, think of this. There's 1.4 billion Chinese. Only 350,000 of them are spying on us at universities. That we know of. But that I mean, we yeah, know so of. So it could be worse. It could be. <laughs> it could be worse. There could be 10 billion of them. Right. And there aren't. So, so. Uh, China is also using uh, these students... To uh, recruit students with appeals such as, can you help China? Mm. Wow. Mm. So these Chinese spies recruit students saying, can you help China? And, and of course, these kids want to help. They want, yes, they've been told all their lives well, that poor people in China need help. Good communists do want to help. Hey, I, ha- I have an update here uh, on, on Syria. If you, if you want this for a moment, um, Sweden's punching above their weight, Pat. Wait, are they really? Yeah, yeah. So they, Sweden is punched above their weight? Yeah, so they got like this hmm. plan. See if this, see if this sounds even vaguely familiar. The, the, in the next 10 days, <clears throat> uh-huh. uh, says Sweden's UN ambassador Olaf Skoog. I love Olaf. <laughs> yeah. He says that uh, he's on his way down there to uh, Syria to determine whether chemical weapons were used in the Damascus suburb of Douma well, last week. I was in the last section that we were, you know, our last uh, break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got transfixed because they were showing mm-hmm. uh, the first video I've seen of the gas attack in Syria. Mm. Wait, the first that you've seen? Yeah, I hadn't. Oh. I hadn't seen any footage of it. Oh boy, it's horrible. had you seen it before? Yeah, it's horrific. Yeah, little kids. Oh, it's absolutely. I mean, so I was just transfixed for a minute. I was like, uh, so I, that's why I let you talk for about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, there. yeah. So I, I, I didn't I, realize I was, that's what you were seeing. Yeah, I, some breaking news. I on just that. could see that that you were um, lost. In but the, Syria is punching above their weight, or Sweden is Sweden doing is. what? They're just they're leading this whole charge that hey, we got give us ten days to go down there and, and figure out who's responsible for the. For the gas attack there and uh, Sweden, yeah, Sweden, yeah, coming up with sure, that. yeah. So it's sure. kind of like uh, feels like Iraq all over again, going well, down they, there and getting there, some there's proof. A lot, there's a lot of these countries that punch above their weight, and those are the ones you want hmm. checking out a the lot? the gas attack. That's fairly yeah. typical of the way that uh, uh, Danes have Danes uh, punched, punched above, above their, their weight, weight uh, you know, in international affairs. Yeah. We should send them too mm-hmm. uh, because I've said this before, but I want to repeat: okay. Norway punches above Norway. Its are they? Uh, we are, have mm-hmm. no stronger ally than uh, the Netherlands. Netherlands, who uh, they, they consistently punch, punch above, above their, their weight. weight. The Netherlands. Ireland punches above its weight. Ireland it's punches above country. its weight. Philippines so. is not the largest of countries, but they do punch uh, above it, their weight. It, I bet. Using a, a phrase from boxing, from punches boxing. above its weight. How did you know you were going to say we that? Have Hold on, we're up to five. <laughs> and uh, now I think we've got a bunch of close allies. Uh, no stronger ally. No stronger than, ally. Uh, the Netherlands. Netherlands, but they don't we punch no their way. We have no stronger uh, ally, uh, ally than, than uh, uh, Australia. Australia. Poland is Poland. one of our closest and closest strongest allies. Strongest allies. Great but, Britain is uh, one of our closest, closest strongest, strongest allies. Strongest allies, but they don't As punch above earlier, their way. earlier, Germany mm-hmm. is one of our strongest allies. Okay. Yeah. This state visit reflects the fact that the <clears throat> Republic of Korea is one of our strongest allies. Yeah. Israel <laughs> is one of our strongest allies. <laughs> France is our oldest ally. Oldest. Oh, mix that up. And La France est notre plus ancien allié. And With a little French in there, to be too. One of our closest allies. Closest. Italy is strongest, one of our longest. strongest allies. 
Japan is, of course, one of our strongest, strongest allies. Closest, closest allies. Allies. Yeah. So we got 10 I love strong that. and close and five to punch above their weight. <laughs> I know. But but he's a great orator, so much oh, so that so good that it's not mm-hmm. pretentious whatsoever to on your first trip to our uh, strong close ally Britain that mm-hmm. you hand over a, list, a a DVD or whatever it was an iPod of, of your greatest hits, mm-hmm. your greatest speech All hits, your speeches. Here you go, Queenie. Yeah. Enjoy this. The it's, queen's it's me. The queen's going to dig me. <laughs> uh, here she is with here I am uh, with a. Uh, some of some of the best speeches. Like, I think what, she's gonna love that. What does he think she's gonna do? Like, <laughs> while, while the royal foot massagers are. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait! Before you start, can you please uh, plug in you, the Barack Obama speech, please? Track number mm-hmm. three, please. Yes, I'm, I love that one. I'm sure she did that a lot. That's the seas are no longer going to rise. Speech. She's probably still doing that. Yeah. Yep. No, the seas uh, are going to rise. Oh no! What? Al Gore is told us that he's promised mm. there's a big increase right now in the antarctic snowfall well that's helpful right that's it, well, it actually is preventing sea level rise Wait, what but he predicted that okay i'm sure because he's predicted all of this stuff and everything means he's right <laughs> yeah you know no matter what happens uh-huh it's evidence that he it's exactly what he's been saying uh-huh. uh when scientists looked at antarctic snowfall over the past 200 years they found a significant increase, up to 10%. In the decade uh, 2001 to 2010, some 272 billion tons more snow fell on Antarctica per year compared with the decade 1801 to 1810. Wow. Mm. Oh, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a it lot. seems like 272 billion tons of snow is a lot. Am I wrong in that? Maybe maybe that's not a lot. <laughs> well, it's enough to what what does it say? It's going to fill up the the extra amount of snow is equivalent to twice the water value volume, twice the water volume of the Dead Sea on a year per year basis. Wow. So, this is from the BBC. How are they squaring this with their climate change rhetoric? With trying to make people panic over the sea level rise. And how does this fit in? Seriously, how does this fit in with what Al Gore says? I It's pretty amazing, though, because the climate change alarmists uh, will say that the lack of snow meant global warming. But the preponderance of snow also means global warming. If it's really hot, that's obviously global warming. But if it's really cold, that's also due to... Global warming. It's kind of like a common core test. Kind of. Where it's like, mm-hmm. whatever you say, as long as you can justify it or even make it moderately sound like it makes sense, then uh, you mm-hmm. pass. Yeah. You pass. And every winter when the polar vortex comes, what, what is that? That's a result of the heat being trapped and pushes the, the cold air down. And that's why we continue to get these polar vortexes. It's because the heat pushed the cold down. Isn't that kind of what their explanation is? It's... yes. And we just so we sad. just had a weekend here in Dallas, Texas. This never happens. Mm-hmm. In, not in April. And it was 32 degrees on Saturday. It was. It was frigid. I think the I think the high hit, what, 40, 41? But it was windy. Oh, man. Ugh. It was really cold. And uh, so 
I thought, okay, that this has got to be our last. Nope. Chilly day. <laughs> this weekend, it's going to hit the 60s. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Whoa. 50s? Whoa. Uh, sir, it's going to be 38 uh, Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Is it really? Unless wow. they've updated it. Jeez. I got to check right now. Oh, please. Don't take the cold away from me. I love it. I love it when it happens. Let's see here. Yeah, 38 is still the uh, Saturday morning? Monday morning. Uh and 39 Sunday. So 39, 38. Sunday okay, Monday. but the high during the day is like High's 60. The, yes. Yeah, in there somewhere. Yeah. But again, that's still really unusual for middle of April in Dallas, Texas. I'm telling you, nothing they say is coming to pass. Nothing. But some of the models suggest. <laughs> According to Dr. Mathlowski's research, thumb of the summer month in the Arctic. Could. It could. Uh, entirely in thumb summer month is sort of partly uh, be snow free in five to seven years. Uh, and, and even that prediction went by the Wait wayside. What happened to happen. countdown to climate chaos? Were we supposed to die like three or oh, four years ago? Yeah, that passed like a year and a half ago. That's that's long over. How are we still here? Oh, you know what? They were off a little bit. April 23rd. There you go. That's when it happens. When the rapture begins. 888 <laughs> Let me tell you about Bomb Shot Lip Balm. I think you're going to love this stuff. Um, Keith does. Mm-hmm. I do. My wife uses lip balm all the time. And this is a really cool container. And not only is, does it look great, but it's also really functional. Um, Wayne, who started Lip Balm, the Balm Shot Lip Balm, uh, had lip cancer. And he tried desperately to avoid the continual sunburns that he was getting. And with the subpar standard lip balm products, he'd always just wind up with tubes of goo in his pocket every day. And he got really frustrated to the point where in 2010, he just started making this for himself. Tell his wife said, why don't you sell that nationwide? Well, now it's in over 3,000 stores and it's 100% made in America. And they have a special offer for Blaze listeners only. All you have to do is go to balmshot.com, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. Use the promo code PAT. And when you purchase the six-pack, you'll get a seventh for free. So you buy six, you get seven, and they're going to throw in free shipping. I think you're going to love this product. Mm-hmm. Balmshot.com, promo code PAT. That's balmshot.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. There's a couple minutes left here. Um, Time enough to tell you that concerned about the plight of black people in her Missouri district, a Democratic state senator yesterday called for reparations for former slaves and uh, criticized her own party for taking African-American votes for granted. Now, for former slaves, does she actually have people in her state, in her district that were slaves? Yeah, Jeffy had that guy. He's like 190 years old or something. 
No. That's not? No, no he wasn't 190. He uh, was the, a, the Japanese guy or whatever? Maybe he's yeah, in the Japanese guy was 112. Still uh, doesn't get you back to slavery Doesn't get time. you back there? Mm-mm. Okay. Hmm. No. Then I'm not quite sure what's happening. <laughs> I'm not sure either. Does she have people in her district who are 180 years old? Because <laughs> that's just about what you'd have to be. Yeah. Uh, Senator Maria Chappelle Nadal from University City criticized white Democrats uh, such as Claire McCaskill, saying there's no difference between them and Republicans. I agree with her <laughs> on that. That's probably about right. Both parties, she said, have failed black people. Well, Republicans haven't. We haven't had a chance. We, I mean, they haven't had a chance to, to do anything for black people because you keep electing Democrats in these places. Give Republicans a chance to help blacks. Uh, actually, the unemployment rate under uh, Trump was really good for a while, and I think it went back to where it was, but uh, it was working. She says neither one of them give a heck about the black community, only the votes. Speaking on the Senate floor during a debate on a tax bill, she said she was motivated by the calls and emails she receives about her constituents' needs. When I'm getting a single mother of three children calling me, trying to find a place to live because they don't have a place to live. That's what's on my mind today and every single day. Chappelle Nadell spoke against the use of tax benefits for corporations in the hopes they'll hire people, saying they don't benefit people in her district. Black children in her district, she said, may not have food or stable families, but are expected to learn in school despite coming home or coming from unequal footing. One thing that would help, she said, reparations, (laughs) obviously. Reparations would help. Uh, She said her family members were slaves in mid-Missouri. In Boone County, Missouri, in Callaway County, Missouri, what my family contributed to making the state what it is today is incredible. And my family deserves way more than what it's getting, she said. Freedom? Uh, (laughs) Seriously. Shut up. She didn't expect any legislation supporting reparations would be successful, but in 2016, a United Nations working group suggested the U.S. should consider reparations for slavery. Now, when a United Nations working group suggests anything, I'm all about it. I'm all ears. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait, what did the United Nations working group suggest? Yeah, you got to check with them first. I mean, (laughs) because... What you know. What is the idea the UN working group had for us? What should we be doing? What? Did they say we should be uh, socialist as well? Because I, yeah, that's a really good idea. Wait, what we should, we should probably retire the U.S. Army and just go with the blue helmeted UN Peace Force? That would be great. That's the same people that gave us what the IPCC, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they're good. Oh, they're really good. Chappelle Nadal said she'd like to see McCaskill fight for reparations. Her constituents, she said, see McCaskill as similar to Republicans. Why do they keep voting for her then? That's what I'd like to know. Seriously, why do blacks keep voting for these Democrats over and over and over and over and over and over again? It's unbelievable. You're going to get the same result when you keep voting for the same people. Uh, Senator Jamila Nasheed from St. Louis said Chappelle Nadal was entitled to her opinion, but she thought McCaskill had been fighting for black people's interests on issues like 
health care, protection for veterans, student loans. I support Senator McCaskill 150%, she said. There you go. There's that, there's that Democrat thing that, where they stick together no matter what. <laughs> there it is. You don't want anybody speaking out of turn in the Democrat Party. Reparations. I mean, how would you even, how would you even begin to uh, dis- distribute funds that you decided to uh, to give? You'd kind of only go that route if you were trying to collapse a nation. <laughs> kind of. I think is kind of where that goes. I mean, where would they go? To whom would would these funds go? <clears throat> Who would receive them? Do you have to have? I mean, was it your direct relatives? Do all black people receive them, no matter where they're from, even if they didn't have ancestors that were slaves? And who pays the reparations? Everybody? Or are are black people exempt from those tax dollars? Or they're not going to be taxed that way? Only white people pay the reparations? Hmm. And what if your family immigrated after slavery was illegal? Which mine did. And mine as well. I mean, Um, stop. So... And they lived in Montana, where, you know... That's a slave state. And Pennsylvania, which were not Hmm. slave states, actually. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, we've got confirmation. Montana was not in the Confederacy. do have confirmation of that, and neither was Pennsylvania. Whatever. Okay. So, yeah. Some people don't have maps, so I don't know. (laughs) Well, some U.S. Americans don't have maps. Gotcha. Um, Mm. So... I don't know. Another good idea from uh, another legislator in uh, the state of Missouri. Reparations for for all. Again, uh, every time this comes up, you have the same problems. First of all, nobody on earth today, well, other than the people who are currently slaves, and there's apparently a lot of those because with the underground uh, railroad organization, we're finding out that there are indeed slaves today. Uh, but nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about the sex slave trade now. Nobody in this life was part of the slave trade that everybody refers to. Uh, and they haven't been for, you know, 150 years. So how do you even start doing this? I don't, I don't even know where you begin to, with that. And and how long do you have to have been a citizen of the United States? Do you, could you have immigrated here from the West Indies? Could you have immigrated here from England and you still get reparations? I've, strange. 888-933-93. Use that uh, number tomorrow uh, when we'll be back with more Pat Gray Unleashed. And I think tomorrow, maybe we're going to just have a fun day Friday. Oh. You know. Okay. In addition to a free speech Friday where you can call us with whatever you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I don't want to bring everybody down on a Friday, you know? Hmm. Maybe it's maybe it's a day when we can do something fun. Okay, I like uh, it. We'll see you then. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.